All right. Welcome to Hollywood and Wine, a weekly podcast uh, hosted by four people in the industry who love the industry almost as much as they love whining about it. So uh, this will be our first podcast. What a time to start. It's directly after the Oscars when we're recording this. Um, so we are reacting immediately to whatever the fuck just happened. So uh, we'll introduce ourselves really quickly. I'm the one who's been talking. I'm Jacob. I'm a writer an actor, I guess. Uh, we also have <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling is like saying the same thing tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm Brian, um, trying to be a uh, uh, director producer. I'm Luke. I'm a writer, and I'll say it with conviction. <laughs> On to you, Adrian. And uh, I'm Adrian. I'm an actor slash director here from Australia. No one would have known. Um, <laughs> all right, so we'll start at the beginning of the Oscars, and we'll end um, at whatever. Whatever that was. So to start, Justin Timberlake's opening number. Any thoughts about that? Horrible. It's really fucking weird, right? Well, Horrible. I thought it was fun. At least I we knew it wasn't lip sync because it was. It didn't start. House, <laughs> yeah. didn't start out there. I will say I thought it was long. It like went on a little. Well, he too went right long. into Lovely Day too. Yeah. Which and is, then back into that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kimmel saved it with his opening monologue, which was awesome. Flawless. Great. I thought he was a great host all the way around. Uh, his humor was on point, uh, had us cracking up pretty much the whole night. Well, that's the real tragedy is that no one's going to talk about how good Jimmy Kimmel was right. because of yes, how the that's Oscar the real tragedy. Ended. That is the real tragedy. Well, I mean, I it, stand by that. Uh, no, it is it, to an extent, you know, I mean, because it's such an important role. And I think he did do such a great job on that. He should come um, back. He should host. Him. I want him next year. I want him. Easily want him next year. Yeah. And he, is, he is to the Oscars for me, at least from one year. This is going to be the most watched but most talked about Oscars. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's because of the watched. ending. I don't think anyone. Nobody I, watched I, I, any I, of these movies. If everyone like this was going to happen, they would have turned in like this fucking Super Bowl. But like, you know, we we don't really. I don't know if we're going to talk about it at all. But like, there's a lot of low grossing films here that nobody really saw. Nobody saw any of these. So films. I don't think that. I mean, the highest grossing film was Hidden Figures, figures. which didn't make that much money. Like no. it made a lot of money for a small picture. That's gonna, you know, that was nominated for a lot of awards, but. I don't. I think this when the, when everything comes out tomorrow morning, I think it'll be a really well watched well, affair. We'll also, see. Like, yeah, not a ton of star power either. Right, even sure. small movies without Leo, even Leo didn't even. Sh- I mean, the Oscars too weren't a lot of star power there. Leo didn't even show up until the very end. Right, and, and Leo like, take out Leo. Who was the biggest star there besides Denzel, Ryan Gosling, Damon, maybe? Emma Stone, Meryl Streep? Oh, okay. That was it. Wait, wait. We're stretching on big star. I think Denzel and Meryl. Okay, like, Damon's a big like, star too. Star. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> um, anyway, so I think Kimmel, Kimmel was perfect. I think Ki- what I was going to say, I think Kimmel to the Oscars is what Neil Patrick Harris is to the Tonys. It fits perfectly. It does fit um, I think he, And same thing with Ricky Gervais, the Golden Globes. He lampooned them all really well. Mm-hmm. His, I mean, his banter was great. The Oscars don't switch around, right? It's ABC every year. Uh-huh. ABC okay. Well, the they have a contract for a certain amount of years. Yeah. Okay. So, for every for year. Pretty much every year. And they'll renegotiate. So Kimmel retires in four years, which he said he's going to do. Get out. Yeah. We well, can still host the Oscars. Well, he said time. he's thinking about it. Right. He's well, renegotiating his contract. Because he just had a kid. Does he mean like. He's got no free time. Does he mean like retire as in like just. Retire from, like, doing his show. Retire from right. his show. Yeah, and do yeah. other stuff. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. why he's hosting is because he's on ABC. Sure. But if he retired, he could still do the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure they would want him to, but. You would have whoever the, host, whoever the new host, whoever the new host would be. That Oscars. all right? Well, let, okay, let's so let's, let's, let's get into the into the you know. So fun fact here, very 2017, uh, Mahershala Ali is the first Muslim to win an Oscar. Awesome. Um, that 
showed up on Google when I looked up his name to find out where he went to school. So if that's wrong, no, my apologies. No, it's, it's, says it on Google. It's accurate. Um, yeah. So, Marsha Ali, does anybody have any any I mean, thoughts on that? That he may anybody well, else that should have won. Let's or? just for those guys who didn't watch the Oscars. Let's let's talk about which section, each section, as in like name what category we're talking about here. You know, let's best talk, supporting actor. Okay, so we're talking about right? actor supporting role. The people that he was up against. I think were, we could spend the least amount of time on that because I think we can all agree he deserved it. He cool. won it, and there's some other good people in that. Lucas Hedges is great. Dev Patel should not have been in that category. He should have been lead, but Jeff Bridges is good. Um, I did not see Nocturnal Animals. No, Michael Shannon is consistently just a really good actor. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really a surprise if he delivered a performance that got recognized. Right. Um, okay. Has he been can... nominated before, really quick? Yeah, he got nominated for Revolutionary Road. Oh, okay. Uh, that's when everyone was like, Which oh, is a great who's performance. This guy? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, oh, he's been doing work for years and yeah. just has been unrecognized. Um, so, supporting actress, obviously, was going to go to Viola. I think if she had run in the category that she should have run in, I think this would have been a toss up between, we were talking about this, Naomi Harris. Michelle Williams, um, but it wasn't, and she didn't, so she won her Oscar. I don't think Michelle Williams had enough to do in that script to win. Yeah, absolutely. I think Naomi Harris would have taken it. I mean, there was a lot of talk about Michelle Williams, though, potentially. She was the frontrunner at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's more about the impact that her character has on the story than, like, screen time. Right, because because Mahershala Ali is barely, he's in the movie. Yeah. Just as much, if not less, than Michelle Williams, I think. Well, that was the problem I did have with Mahershala Ali's character. It was, you know, he is great in the first 30 minutes, and then his character completely disappears. And Adrian, you had a thought on this. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is like, it's like you guys often say, this is a perfect example of a good three-act structure, right? And I mean, also... It's a very simple yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Simple textbook example. Absolutely. I, and I'd also argue the same thing about Hello, High Water, right? Like, it's a, it's a movie, fucking bam, 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 that's it. You know, and that's why, we, that's why I like it. Right. But, I mean, in terms of that thing about that character disappearing, I think it's, I think it's um, you know, it talks to what childhood's like, where you have these adult figures in your life and they, they um, push you and pull you in different ways and then they're not there, you know? Uh, and and that happens. That happens as you grow and age. Though people do come and go, sure. whether they play a huge part or not. And I agree with that. I agree with that. But we also spend some time with his character outside of the main character. Yeah, but if and it, see some choices that he made and some decisions and things he needs to get over. And then he's kind of his character's kind of thrown away with a sideline. Like, oh well, he's just not around anymore. But if his character, no, well, if died. his character doesn't disappear, then Chiron, the entire second act for him doesn't exist. Yeah. Because the trouble that he falls into is because his character is gone. So his character needs to leave for the story to work. Well, he bases his whole identity on that, on his, on Mahershala's character. Yes. Yeah, and later in the movie. But in the first character, in the first um, Why did he act, leave? Why, why, I don't even remember. He died. He died. Did he die? He gets he killed dies. because of what he's in. Because, because of, of the drugs. drugs. Because yeah. of drugs. Okay. It also escalates Chanel Monet's character. It, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in terms of why that matters for the story or him winning best supporting actor. I don't think that really matters, but uh, I think it works for the story. Oh, but I think that this is the least interesting of any of the wins because it was the one that everyone agreed with. Yeah. Like it couldn't have been a more honestly boring award to start out with because. Oh, the same with with JK Simmons. Yeah, exactly. JK Simmons is going to win. Well, every, every Academy award starts with the best supporting actor. No, no, but we're just saying, I, I think, I think we're agreeing here that this year, 
and two years ago when JK yeah. and Patricia won. It was both started out, we know who's going to win these awards. Right, right, right. It just happens, just so okay. happens, we're going to get rid of them right off okay. the Okay, well, let's move on. Um, but I, I would like to put a little shout-out to Lucas Hedges, though, because, I mean, he's going to be an active watch. He's yeah. going to be, you know. It's 18, 19. He's amazing. Insane, yeah. he, he's he, and Really good man. He's a young day man. It's, it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, and that work he does in Manchester, like that fridge scene when the chicken hits the floor, that's yeah, that's something else. I love it. He was fine. I'm just kidding. I loved it. Uh, he's he's very impressive. Great Boston accent too. Just gonna say Kyle Chandler's accent was garbage. I love him, Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor's my coach. Kyle Chandler. <laughs> that was a god awful Boston accent. Um, disclaimer: um, Half of my family's from I Boston. I would have been I would have been okay if you just did like the Texas accent from Probably. Friday Night Lights. I would have been okay with it. Clear eyes, full also, hearts. But, <laughs> but if we're gonna talk about accents, Casey Affleck. Grew up outside of Boston, really, really subtle Boston accent. Mm-hmm. Was not over the top, didn't really drop any R's, or didn't even do something extravagant. Lucas Hedges popped in and out. It wasn't crazy. Kyle Chandler didn't need to try like he tried. And I think it's like, I mean, you, know, you, have, you have someone like Dev Patel who shows up, does a perfect Australian accent from an Australian here who can attest Th- That's that. true. I mean, I must say the shift from the UK accent to an Australian accent, accent is a little easier from uh, America to come to an Australian accent, if, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, but... But, you're but in, the but, shift but from Kyle American is, to Boston shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't. Yeah. But also, it's... But also, and this is something that really irks me, but I think that if you're going to show up for work... You should be doing your job well, and if your job is to play a character from Boston, you're either going to do the accent and do it perfectly, or why are you doing it? Because you're not a character if you're a character that has an accent that doesn't exist. Because you're like, so you're saying you like why remember, do the I mean, accent? Why like, do like it? Jack Nicholson in Departed, where he yes. just didn't even do it? Just didn't do it, and that's fine. That's that's great. There are people who live in Boston. Jack Nicholson does a Boston accent, though. He does it like three times. In yeah. The movie. yeah. If you're if you're not Mark Wahlberg. Or he just does it whenever he says, "How's your mother?" and that's it. If Other you're not, if you're, Leo didn't. Did Leo try? Oh yeah, he he, he did, did a good Boston accent. I don't remember, I don't remember that. I just remember that Matt Damon's and Mark Wahlberg's are perfect. I, I, um, I mean, if if we're gonna start shitting on the Departed, we might have to go outside. We're not for a the Departed. Is a <laughs> that's for, that's a that's for a different podcast. But I'm just all, <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is that like I I, I I will try not to harp on it too long, but I do think that I, I think it's really ridiculous to reward an actor. Or laud an actor mm-hmm. who doesn't do all of the work and all of the work. But Kyle Chandler was not nominated. He was not nominated for anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm upset at Kevin Spacey for House of Cards. Um, all right, moving okay, along. So we already did. Viola Davis doesn't need talking about. She's was, great. Well, I do. It's category I think fraud. Sh- we should go amazing, and she should have been up for Best Actress. Yeah, it was complete category fraud. Um. Okay. I mean, I mean, why, why, why do they do that though? Let's let's try and it was open sure that up a, a little bit for they, those who don't. You I know? think that the reason why that so first of all, before you, in case you don't know, Viola Davis is in the majority of the movie Fences. Uh, we think, and a lot of people think that she should have been up for Best Actress. And a little backup too. In two thousand ten, I think. Maybe it was after that. Maybe it was like two thousand twelve. Whenever she was on Broadway, she won the Best Lead Actress Tony. And when August Wilson wrote the screenplay, he added more for her character. So she was, in fact, a bigger part. But then even farther back, the original actress who played alongside James Earl Jones 
in the Broadway in the original Broadway production, she won for best support, best supporting actress. Well, I mean, so there's no question. The reason they do it is to win the Oscar. Right. They that, thought they look at the year and they go, okay, if you look at actress in a leading role, because if you if you just look at it from when they had to put up the category, they thought it would be and you go, Portman. Natalie Portman is going to play Jackie Kennedy in a Jackie biopic. Well, no, they she's no, going to win. Hold up, hold up. They didn't declare until October or November. But regardless, so there was these, a minute there where Natalie Portman was going to win. And Emma Stone was also getting trashed for La La Land. And Annette Benning. And then it was looked, supposed to be Annette Benning. And Annette Benning, Benning, who didn't even get nominated, which right. is ridiculous. Really but, um, And then you go supporting role, and it's like, Naomi Harris is incredible. Uh, I didn't see Lion. I know Adrian said it's really good. Well, right. Nicole, I check it out. Nicole, what do you think about Nicole Kidman in it, though? Nicole Kidman does some of the best work I've seen in coming out of her in, in years. Okay, to be but, she, but she's she's is it better? Do you think better than Michelle Williams? Or, no, no, it's excellent work. But it's, or I mean, in Harris. terms of the role, in terms of what it does for the film, like really important. But um, yeah, no, I, I think Michelle but, Williams. I think Viola Davis. Viola Davis. So if you took it down to if you if you were a producer looking at it and you went you know best lead act, lead actress or lead or supporting and you go I want Viola Davis to win what category would put her, would you put her in if only for her best chance to win Yeah, no, I get get what you're saying. That's why they're doing yeah. it. I'm not saying it's okay, but right, no, you're I, asking why they do that, and it's no, because it's just to win. No, I wasn't asking why. I know why they do it. I know why they did it. They wanted to get her. Well, I think we talk about this stuff because not all of us, the listeners especially, yeah. don't necessarily understand. That's this what I'm stuff, getting. Right? You're saying. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's category fraud because I think it was underestimating her potential. Um, the same thing happens in screenplay categories all the time, but in terms of adaption. Oh right. Well, that Moonlight became yeah. adapted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's not an original screenplay, right? Or like the most ridiculous one I think ever was Whiplash. Yeah. Where Whiplash. That's, do you know what happened with Whiplash? What? Where Whiplash they had Damien Chazelle wrote the screenplay for Whiplash, and then he couldn't get it financed. So Jason Reitman and um Jason Blum. Yeah, mm-hmm. come in and they go, we'll make a short. We'll finance a short. So he just took a scene from Whiplash and so turned it into a short. Him, right? It's just a scene from the movie. And then Whiplash was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay because it's adapted from a short film, even uh. though the the scene, the short film is just a scene from the feature. That's great. But it's well, just because Whiplash would have a better shot of winning that well, year as an adapted wait, no, screenplay. No, no, no. But, no, it's no, but that, stuff, that, stuff, that stuff is Oscars. That's really WGA. Tight, but weird. No, no, no. Yeah, it's really weird rules the Oscars have. It's not WGA because but WGA acting though is done through producers. They right. can decide where to submit. Acting, there are no rules about how much screen time anyone has to have. Yeah. It's just are you in the movie? You can be supporting or you can be lead. I just I think it's really unfortunate that she was up for supporting because I think it it sends a message, whether overt or not, that you can be in the entire movie, you can clearly be a lead character, but as a woman, it's Denzel's. You're supporting the lead. No, I don't. That's no, not why no, it was done. No, I'm not saying that's why it was done. I'm just saying, like, what it doesn't would she, send that message. What no. would she have had to do to be a lead act? Lead, be a lead actress. She is not be the lead actress. She was. Yeah, yeah. They just submitted it to her so she would win. I think that's. Stupid. I think they were afraid of La La Land. Well, I think they were stupid. afraid of. Um, what are the lead actresses we have here? Natalie Portman Natalie for Portman Jackie. Was the big one. Yeah. Emma Stone was big. Emma Stone and Natalie Portman. Meryl Streep stealing Annette Bening's. <laughs> yeah. Or Amy Adams. Nominated. Amy Adams. Amy is, Adams is what she was stealing. Uh, okay, let's move on. By the way, on. was wasn't Amy Adams like at least somewhat a f- not a front runner, but in that top she tier? She was absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, but as soon as Isabel Huppert won the Golden Globe, then all of them, Annette Bening, Amy Adams, and Meryl Streep were She's all. She's incredible, by the way. Just really quickly. Sorry. Uh, who? 
Isabel Huppert. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Out, I'll say it, I say it all the time here, but outside of America, every, the rest of the world believes that she's the best actress alive. Yeah. America thinks like Mark Rylance. Meryl Streep. What about he's Mark considered Rylance? one of the best actors there is. Yeah. But he's not known in yeah. America. Yeah. Well, he's been on. He's won multiple Tonys. Yeah. Not everyone do, can do pay. Go to a Broadway in show. Watch though. those. That's very rude. Only people in America <laughs> watch those. Um, but how many? Okay, so uh, really quickly, Suicide Squad is an Oscar. Um, For best makeup. And that was one of the many upset upsets movie. tonight. Yes, yeah. there were a lot of upsets tonight. Hugely upsets. And that might might go to the whole new you know recategorizing of Academy voters that happened this year. Absolutely. That was something that was made big news. You know, Obviously, last year there was a lot of controversy. And uh, so they came through and said, hey, you know, we have new rules. So if you're involved in the voting, you have to be, what, active in the last five years or whatever. It's like if you've made something in the last year, then you're active for five years. Yeah. And if you haven't, if, I think it's something like that. And if you haven't made anything in the last decade, then you're not part yeah, of it. And there's right. that famous article mm. written by that old screenwriter who was like, I wrote a big film in 1976 with Peter Fonda. Why can't I? I just want to vote. Love you know, I just want to go. I want to go to my... What's the big movie with Peter Fonda? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I just want to go to my mixers and, like, you know, talk to my friends and vote for the Academy. And it's like, well, dude, you, if you're not active in the, in the industry, in the industry, right. like, you're not. And so that, I think that important. played a huge part in everything that happened this evening. Yeah. Sure. A huge part. And I think that, that rippled through. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the first ones. Um, uh, another big best, upset. Yeah, go ahead. Really upsetting that Lin-Manuel rapped and it didn't work out very well. Uh why did he do that? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no and idea I why that was even there. Love Lin Manuel Miranda. It also did not go over well. It like did it not. Just, it was like it was very short and they, lame. They, they I haven't the, seen Moana, yeah. so when they said he was performing, I thought maybe he had performed a song. In he the did. Movie. Yeah. If okay. you watch the trailer, he's singing. The, you could if you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's singing the song yes. in the trailer, which right. I was like, why is he even doing this? Because um, he's not. I don't think he plays a character in the movie. Um, but I think. It, was really awkward that he rapped. Um, it was very awkward. I think he's eating up a lot of his goodwill. I think it was just unnecessary. I, I didn't it was it. unnecessary. Just get the chick to sing the song from Moana. Yeah, cool. bring out this awesome. And she was amazing. She's awesome such a good singer. Yeah. Who's young? Also, and here's the thing: like, I get the idea of like Lin Manuel Miranda like being a name where, oh, maybe if we get him to perform, it'll draw more view, like you know interest in it. But here's my thing about Lin Manuel Miranda, and I think he's great. I think the person who would tune in to watch Lin Manuel Miranda would already tune into the Oscars. So that's not any extra yeah. draw there for that. Right. It would have been cooler if they like surprised us with it. Like, oh, guess who's here? You know. Totally. All right. What's up next? Um. You guys all really podcast like etiquette one hundred and one. Do not eat food. You know when I'm falling asleep I'm at night, the, s- I'm the one thing I want to hear is people from, chewing. I'm eating like a plate away from. I'm eating a right Samoa. Um, <laughs> so you guys really? I want to talk uh, about. I want to talk really about um, which was the oh, the, okay, the most amazing upset of the night for me, which was film editing. I'm I'm an editor on the side, so I pay attention to that stuff. And Hacksaw Ridge winning Best Editing was a huge... I mean, we all jumped up and yelled when that happened. That was crazy. Um, that was the first sign. It was a we, shock. It was a shock that it was, uh, was going to be not the normal Oscar evening. I mean, and not that it wasn't great editing. It's a great film. But, I mean, there, there are other films in the category that yeah. I would have picked over that easily. You yeah. Know? Definitely for me as well. Um, we, we also turned out to be right. 
that when La La Land started losing a couple of the down ballot awards, that it wasn't going to win Best Picture. We thought we were wrong, and then we were right. <laughs> Maybe you were. I thought it wasn't going to win Best Picture. You bet you thought that down. way before the no, 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 Oscars I, even started. No, 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 I wanted it way before. What did we make the bet? What bet? We both lost, didn't we? We bet Sight Unseen. One I of us bet Manchester, and I said La La Land. Yeah. Great, and then I ended up. I mean, I, so had, I don't think I even knew of Moonlight. Then. What, this was a long time no, ago. We didn't yeah. know about either of them. What did all you guys think was going to take out best film editing? I thought La La Land. Yeah, I thought La La Land too. I, I thought that was one it deserved. Um, I I mean the editor of that is the, also the editor of Whiplash. I think he's great. Yeah. I oh I, yeah. Tom wish Cross. I knew his name. Tom this Cross. Is, yeah, he's phenomenal. And he after seeing La La Land the second time, like obviously you know me being the La La Land advocate here. Uh, I love the movie, but I wanted to pay attention to the technical stuff, the production design, the editing, the 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 pace, the second time, and the editing's great. And, totally. And 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 what's what's great about it is that you don't notice it. Totally. So. Well, I mean, for me, that was the thing that stood out about La La Land for me it was was the the style, the thematics, and the way it was all held together with the editing. I thought yeah. it was tight as. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that stunned me. Um, Hacksaw is a great film. I think the pace of that movie is amazing. It kind of is a roller coaster because it starts slow and uh, takes you up a hill. Mm -hmm. And then the last 40 minutes is like a wild war movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, so congratulations, Hacksaw. But uh, yeah, it was a shock. It was a shock. Yeah, for sure. I didn't see that movie. I want to. You should have now. I also didn't. It's out to rent right now. This is going to be totally off topic. Well, it's on topic, but not Oscars. What was the movie that um, Mel Gibson made in between? Apocalypto. Apocalypto, Thank you. yeah. It's a phenomenal movie, too. I have not seen it. So <laughs> Mel, <laughs> Mel Gibson reluctantly. I also I'm just making a list right now, guys. He's an extremely okay. talented filmmaker. Yeah, but if I you're going to say that. Reluctantly. Personal things aside, he's a I always he's love a good that disclaimer. I do it all the time with Woody Allen, where I'll be like, I'm, when they're like, well, who do you like? And I'm like, I'm not a big fan of his personal life, but I love Hannah and her sisters. <laughs> like I've never seen it. I haven't really seen good. any Woody Allen films. You also, for, what? in the middle Midnight of the Paris. Oscars, dropped a bomb that you got 15 minutes into Annie Hall mm-hmm. and turned it off. Yep. That's true. <laughs> I did. I also write, uh, That's I like to write the, comedies. <laughs> which is, I think Annie Hall is a perfect movie. It's probably why no one's read my scripts. Yeah. It's probably in my top 10. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Here's, yeah, let me, me, let me set the scene for you. Uh, I put the movie on and then I didn't like it 15 minutes in. That was, I just watched that they were sitting in, standing in line in the theater mm-hmm. and he stepped out and started talking to the camera. Yeah. And I, keep in mind, this is what, what is Annie Hall? 76? Yeah. yeah. That hadn't happened. I did for not think it, 40 I, years after. I, I did not think that it was like the form was tired. It's not like, oh, I've seen this better on The Office. Like you haven't. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I said I wasn't like that. I wasn't like that. All right, let's get back. It. Let's get back to the Oscars. This is an Oscar one. I also haven't watched any episode of Seinfeld. This, uh, hold on, any hall one. If he best keeps picture, saying things Oscar he hasn't related. seen, I'm going to have to leave. In 1976, this is making me mad. I'll just come right. up later. Oh, what do you want to move on to? D- wait, um, did you say you haven't seen Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the math on any hall. Uh, okay. Uh, we can talk about sound mixing. Also went to Hacksaw. Yeah. 
which was, again, surprising. Well, normally sound mixing and sound editing goes hand in hand. Usually it's the same movie. But editing it also, went to arrival. In a year that a musical is nominated, it goes to a musical. Chicago, Moulin Rouge, it always goes that way. Yeah. So I was shocked with that. So when that happened, when I, editing said, lost, I said a lot where I was like, oh, that was this is indi- not good for La La Land. Yeah. I, and I, that's, but I, was, I remember I, I was saying, this is an indication to me that this isn't going to be La La Land's night. Yeah. I agree. I it agree. Really with that. wasn't. It, <laughs> it really could, wasn't. Could yeah. not have gone worse for them. <laughs> it was such a. I mean, what an anti. It couldn't have gone better for about a minute. Anti. Cli- <laughs> what a climax! <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, yeah. It was dis- disappointing for me because I thought the sound mixing was great. I thought the sound design. Hacksaw. When I watched it again, the one thing that stood out to me that was poor was the sound of the war scenes. You can really, really hear. The ADR of the guys going, ah. But was that? But was that? That's really embarrassing. But was that really bad? But has that got to do with the cinema you saw it in, or was that got to do with? I mean, I watched it on my television on Blu-ray. Okay. And I saw it in the theater at at the Grove. So for Blu-ray. Okay. I mean, it didn't stand out to me so much. I mean, uh, I know that like. In terms of sound mixing, those big action sequences, yeah. uh, you know, it's yeah. a true art to that and yeah. getting it right. Um, so, I mean, I, I had a suspicion that it might be up there, but I, it wasn't my pick for that. Uh, I mean, I was there with okay. a rival on both the sound, um, both sound mixing and editing was a rival for me. Okay. And then, then the next category along, of course, for sound editing, uh, it was a rival, you know. Yeah, uh, which wasn't a surprise to me. I don't mean, what do you think, Luke? Was that? Can I say that one really quick thing about sound mixing? Yeah, because I think it's interesting. Thirteen hours getting disqualified was it the day before? Yeah, because yeah. and it's it for those of you who don't know, it's because he personally made calls to his friends in the academy, and you are not allowed to you are not allowed to call anyone on the phone. It's a specific thing. Yeah, you can't reach out by telephone. Okay, so you can do whatever you want. You can put out a full page ad for yourself in the Hollywood Reporter. You can just can't telemarket. You can't literally call them. Yeah, the same way that the guy last year for that the the best original song nominee that got disqualified because it turned out that he had reached out to his friends. Yeah, um, and gotten them to nominate him. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, because you can't hire a company to come in and like telemarket. Right, because if you let one person, if you let if you allow telephones at all, then it allows robocalling. Right, 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 right. Um, so it makes sense. But it was just that guy. It was just that guy. So thirteen hours could have still won. Kind of like he just wouldn't have got an Oscar. I can't remember who the dude is, but that the guy who was a, a producer on um, the Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. and he got he wasn't allowed to accept his Oscar because he had done something. You guys don't know this? Nope. Okay, cool. Shouldn't have talked about it. Didn't know it hundred percent. But it's the same thing. Hurt Locker could still win, and it did win, but he couldn't accept his Oscar. Right. Um, he can get it later, but he can't accept it. But at the award. Cool. Adrian saying so. Sound editing. Which, by the way, just one little quick thing. Deep Water Horizon. You saw that, right, Brian? I loved it. Okay. So I was at the Lakers game today. Um, and God. no, no, no. I just thought this was funny because. Bring this back you guys around. Know Ari Emanuel? Yeah. Okay. Adrian, Jacob? Nope. Okay. He's like you don't know the Ari number Emanuel? one producer. He's, no, no. He's, well, he's I mean, the biggest agent. agent, agent sorry. If you've seen Entourage, he's Ari Gold. It's who Ari Gold is based on. His brother's like the mayor of Chicago. Right. Yeah. And he owns yes, the four seats right next to uh, the Lakers bench, like on courtside. Sure, sure. Um, and there's like a really amazing story about like Jonah Hill sitting there and getting like screamed at yeah. by Phil Jackson for like talking too loud during a game. But uh, I was at the game today and it was like not many celebrities just because obviously Oscar Sunday, so no one's there. But I remember seeing me and my brother noticed Pete Berg sitting right up front. And I was like, oh, like an Ari Emanuel seat because they were college roommates. 
And I was like, oh, I guess Deepwater Horizon or Patriot's Day or any one of his movies that he made with Mark Wahlberg isn't nominated. And then yeah, I saw what? Deepwater Horizon. Right. Um, yeah, but it, and I, it didn't win. <laughs> but no. I was excited to see it on there. What happened to Patriot's Day? What do you I, mean? Did you see it? It just wasn't good. It's great. The thing that, the, and, and I talked about this in a in in the other podcast that me and you know Adrian have been on in the Luke um, is not you. We are Tessellate dot com by the way. If you yes. want to check, that I was out, trying to or throw check it out on iTunes. We are Tessellate. Throw you a a a, a plug there. Uh, Pete Berg's been doing an awesome job here lately. Um, he is the director, the guy who created Friday Night Lights, the movie and the show, which I am a huge fan of. Um, but what he's been okay. doing here recently, or <laughs> recently, lately, is uh, recreating uh, true events with the you know a true hero, American hero story, but as they actually happened. So he's not embellishing anything; he's making it one hundred percent true. So, um, Lone Survivor, Lone Survivor, Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, Deepwater Patriots, Horizon Day. Patriots Day. So if you followed ship. any of the Boston bombing thing <laughs> and the things that happened days after it. Uh, Patriots Day follows it by the T, like how it actually happened, which is kind of cool. I think it is really interesting, especially especially with this Oscars. You could very easily say that truth is stranger than fiction uh, because you could not have written a crazier ending I'm than still this. in shock. It's still very strange. All right, um, let's move on. Some okay, more categories here. So uh, let's do cinematography because that makes me angry. Uh, we can start with Brian, who is happy. Yes. It's uh, cinematography of La La Land won, um, one of the many awards that it won um, before losing Best Picture. Uh, cinematography, I thought it was the best uh, shot film of the year. Um, my 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 main, I don't know, beef against Moonlight is that I'm not a big fan of uh, slow motion handheld, um, and that seems to be what a lot of that movie is. Um, I, th- I I don't know. I mean, I think you need to watch it again and remember what you're watching. But I, I, I think you, you re- you're a strong proponent of like technically skillful cinematography. Yes. And I'm all for that. Yes. But I feel like La La Land is full of that and it's got some beautiful shots right. and it's like the production design is wonderful right. and you could shoot that a million ways and it looks great. But for me, the skill in Moonlight in terms of what's in the frame, the pictures that are painted, for mm-hmm. me... Um, there were, are some were, beautiful were, shots. Were, yeah. Beautiful shots. I think it's like and, all and, and beautiful the, shots. And in terms of like the character of the f- camera in, you know, the camera has a real character in Moonlight. I feel like it's a real part of the film and, 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 and gives a, the film a, a whole lot of, um, you know, poetic. Sure. Quali- you know, it's such a. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I totally which, see that. And, and I mean, that's there in, in. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it was more seamless, whereas I was more aware of. The camera, like, and its technical right. brilliance in La La in Land. La La Land. Yeah. I was like, "How the fuck did they shoot this?" You yeah. know what I mean? How did which that is, camera go through which there? Which is great, and, and but I don't necessarily want to be pulling pulled out of the story because I'm going. This camera move is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Do well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for me, when I was watching it, the feeling I got that same similar type of feeling. But for me, it was like, "Wow, I'm watching something really special right now." Like, it's taking me out of the mood for a moment. But this is something really skillful. And well, yeah, you are right. I am more of a technical right. director. I'm, like my favorite director is David Fincher, right. and, and he almost has zero handheld shots. What's your in beef any of with them. handheld? I've heard this many times. I don't like it. I okay, think it like, gives what's significance because I think that it has a stay in certain movies. It does in certain movies at certain points, but when I think it's used too much. 
these days. I, I, I agree. I think it is used too much. That's why I, I like I, John Wick so much as an action movie because mm. the camera's st- still. And you watch these phenomenal choreography fight scenes go happen without it having to shake mm. around to make it more kinetic. But I, I do I do think that um, – I think it is used too much. But I do, don't think Moonlight is a movie that uses it too much. I think but it uses it in a seamless way. I also, also would point out important. in terms of like – um, you know, when you're saying, but you know, I don't mind being pulled out for that moment and going, wow, this is a cool shot. Yeah. Right. Think about that with, um, best music, right. Or mm-hmm. best song or whatever, I don't know, sound design. If you're hearing a score and the, the song's fucking fantastic, but it's sitting on top of the film, right. You know, you wouldn't give it that same leeway. Okay. So I, I think it's talking to you as a, someone who likes the technical and likes mm-hmm. the sharpness it's of very a possible. nice camera movie. And know? I agree with what you say about. Um, the moonlight cinematography being more poetic, I think it's more fluid, um, and I, and I get that. The shot with him in the bathtub was that that should be a painting, mm. like that should be a work of art. Like I think that's great with him like putting his head down. Mm. That's the one that stuck with me the most. I think, um, yeah. I, I was going to say. I mean, does, do you guys have anything you want to add on this? Well, I think that the whole point of moonlight is that like the i mean the whole thing is like a work of arts so i don't think that mm-hmm. it's the entire aesthetic like if you don't if you don't like handheld shots then you're not going to like watching moonlight like right it won't be an experience that you'll enjoy at all it's so like to look at its cinematography but it i think be, i think your issue that i don't with like it it's that it has a place I but think your issue with handheld though is that but, but that is there's the a million movies right now because everyone can make a movie now with their right. digital cameras right. that do it poorly right. and they do it more poorly than anything else. But like in Moonlight, it's the place it is for done a well. Yes. camera. like all of those sh- those shots are like stunning, and it also for me aesthetically it is totally consistent. Like it is 100. percent You have the same movie. Throughout the entire, so it's handheld the feel the whole time, right? No, I mean like the feel. First of all, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> it's, I guess not, it, it's not. It's not. Hundred percent handheld. I guess if it was. Shaking. I would have vomited. If no, it was. I mean, I mean the aesthetic. Like what you when you're whether it well, be I, handheld I, or not. It's the when you watch the movie. It's one consistent way. I think the best that point that's been it. made though is what Adrian said about being pulled out of a movie. Where La Land, there were times where I, I was pulled out of it. Where I like I I took took a moment back where like I realized what I was watching. I didn't feel that with Moonlight at all. But and there's handheld shaky movies and stuff that I like too. Oh sure. Like you know sure. I mean like I'm not saying I, mean, I the, hate I feel every like the Duke like Duplash brothers have been like and I love the Duplash brothers, but like maybe like a Cyrus or something like that where that you'll get like a shaky camera and it like like oh okay. Well I'm commonly as a, it's a director technique. Like when things for the character get uneasy and things are getting chaotic, then they go to the handheld, right? That's normally what happens. It gives the audience that feeling. I think what Barry Jenkins was trying to do is to give that for the whole movie, give that feeling of being uneasy, being off edge the whole time. And well, I mean, it was also shot like a, a I mean, a to, documentary, to like a documentary in a beautiful way. I mean, and I think it really placed you as the audience, and especially for like someone like me, Australia, sure. white. Like I'm not part of that world, but I felt like I was in the middle of that world, right? And I felt like. I was experiencing and witnessing being in the center of this kid's experience, you mm-hmm. know, these characters' experience. Sure. Which is something I, I, I think they executed really, really well using handheld agree. to a fine art form. Okay. 
But yeah, I mean, personally. I mean, but uh, what Jacob was saying, I think you could argue the same thing for La La Land. It was tight. The theme and its style was tight the whole film. I felt like I was watching one cohesive film. I didn't feel like it broke um, its mood or its, yeah. you know, it was hitting the same notes. It was doing its thing, right. which I think Moonlight did. And I think this, this conversation really ties in nicely to director. Yes, Wait, it does, which will... Oh, I don't know. Really quickly, I was arguing that I, my argument was that La La Land didn't do that. Was that Moonlight was oh. one cohesive? I, d- I didn't hear that part no, of the no, argument. No, 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 I no, heard no. you saying the Moonlight was tied no, 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 in all no, these you, ways. No, I'm just, I'm just making sure. That oh no, no, is no. What I was saying about Moonlight, you're right. Copy, yeah. You're saying that about La La Land. It's not I that. I know. Was gently insinuating. I was that saying Moonlight that was I think. Cohesive. I okay. was saying I think La La Land was tight in that I way. I thought it was. Too. Not that you were saying that. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's move on to a new topic. Do you have anything else Wait, here? Really quickly, Arrival was Arrival like. The cinematography. Yeah, shout out to Arrival, Arrival for sure. F- unbelievable. Dennis Villeneuve is an amazing filmmaker. Is an amazing oh. filmmaker. And Silence. Um, I think there's like some you know beautiful what? like hour forty five minutes of Silence, like stuff that you're watching. You're like in awe. Of. I just think no one saw Silence. No like, one saw it. Well, so, that's, that's like a fact that pretty much no one. Yeah, saw Yeah, but I'm just saying like it's unfortunate. Yes. Like, I, yeah. but Dennis Villeneuve. I just want to give a shout out to him because he every movie he's done, I've been absolutely stunned by sicario yeah. is amazing he also takes a, what seems enemy like basic genre genre films and he turns them up on their head. enemy is mm-hmm. amazing and i'm prisoners part of me that oh, is pissed is off so prisoners is so good prisoners is so good i'm i'm a Paul little pissed Dano off he got sucked up into the franchise machine where is he now um he's uh next movie is blade runner uh it's gonna be good blade runner the thing because with be ryan gosling he takes oh genre and, he and harrison it. ford oh okay they're um, both in it. I, I think it'll be Blade Runner, but just it'll be Force Awakens, oh, Blade Runner. On what you were saying, Luke, I think yeah, you, you're right. You know what? Cinematography this year was tight. It was there real was tight. None of them there that I was like, no, that's a dud. I think they were right. all beautifully shot films, and, and I think that was the standout for me this right. year as a cinematographer. Also, real quick, so before strong. I forget this thought, can you guys name for me your top two best movies that came out before November of this year? The Meddler. It's not a joke, it's, and it's an amazing movie. And okay. it might be because I have a weird relationship with my mom. If you guys have seen, uh, oh, fuck, what is it called? The Guilt Trip? Yes. Mm. That's yes. I'm gonna very say, first movie for me, but The Meddler and I... Tough call, right? I don't know. Probably Moonlight, maybe Hell or High Water. Moonlight. Moonlight came out. Moonlight came out like end of the year. Yeah. When, wait, before? Before November. Also not Oscar bait movies. Just anything before November. That's tough. I gotta look that up. I would okay. say you're proving you're proving Brian's point because this is why he's asking the question. I would but say don't think twice in the lobster. I would say the lobster and and Doctor Strange. I would say Hell or High Water. <laughs> oh, other people, other people. And, oh, okay. I would and say Midnight uh, yes. Special. Hell or High Water and Midnight Special for me. Oh, other oh, people I is high, incredible. High water was Have you seen other people? No, no I haven't. Have, it's if, phenomenal. Uh, really quick shout out for anyone listening to this podcast. If you have ever lost anyone, even if you haven't stayed with them for a long time or if it wasn't necessarily cancer, you should really watch other people because um, you will fucking lose your shit easily. <laughs> and Molly Shannon did just win the Independent Film Spirit Award. Yeah. Um, and it's totally deserved. And I think that she should have gotten more recognition for that unbelievable well my point was my point was is that this year was a very odd year for movies in that there were so many 
quality movies released after November it through so December. So it was back so heavy. back heavy that it was ridiculous. There was at least 20 movies. But it makes but sense because when happens. you think about what happens when... Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Luke. I was going to say about the Marvel thing, about the superhero thing, yeah. there are huge, the, the Star Wars thing. You know, there's so many massive films coming out like not not massive films, but films they're squeezing out all the all little the guys. movies that people yeah. want to see, like huge audiences want to go that's see, what and they're going to go off. pick that poster. They're going to go pick that title they know over. That's what pisses you know, me off. I don't think I think movies that are going to go for Oscars, like the movies that are all on this list that came out after October, they get put out at the end of the year so they're remembered. It's the same reason why Wes Anderson hasn't ever won an Oscar. It's because he puts out his movies in March. That they're yeah, not going to. But he was nominated it. like two years ago. Yeah, they're nominated Fight, yeah, but for arguably his most commercial film. It's like if Grand you Budapest release a movie Hotel. early, people forget about it. It's just it's just what happens, right? Moonlight and that's what those recently. Oscars have done for comes years. Out on Christmas Day for everyone, but it's, it's on gotten the worse. It's gotten worse. It's just but that's because everyone so knows worse. that's when you drop an Oscar movie. It's, it's not just Oscar movies. That's the same reason why Oscar movies don't come out. Allied Allied is not an Oscar movie. Allied no. is a science, adult science fiction movie. Oh. That should have came out I in thought we March. said quality movies. Wait, no. Oh, yikes. Um, no, 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 no. It, <laughs> Wait, it, Arrival? You mean Arrival? No, he means Allied. Oh, I, mean I mean Arrival. I mean Arrival. arrival. I mean yeah. Arrival. No, but, oh, no, 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 okay. You no, said but, but you're, I said Allied, I mean Arrival. When you're saying I think what you mean by not an Oscar movie is you mean not a typical Oscar movie. I'm talking about but anything for adults. No, anything he's just for anybody. About, no, but he's talking, he's, he's, what he, I think more the point Brian's saying is like, why weren't there any half-decent films that we're talking about past, like before November? Yes. Not even going for Oscars. Not even wanting to be in the Oscar just running. Just quality films. Just like decent films. But it's because the films that if, if when a producer or a studio is deciding when to release their film, if they think it has even a whiff of an Oscar chance, they're not going to release it before October, because then if it had that chance, it will lose that chance. So Arrival, as soon as they saw a screening of it, I'm sure they were like, ah, oh, shit, you know it's what? It's bullshit, though. Look at Deadpool. Like, Deadpool was a, a, an unknown character, right? It's, it's a superhero. But it came out in February, and it's one of the high, top highest-grossing movies But he's year. saying Oscars. Wait, grossing? But yeah, if, he's saying Oscars. If they had though. released Deadpool in December, I think that... No. I think that people would have no. talked about it more. Well, no. It, first of all, it was nominated for a PGA. It was nominated for Golden Globe. I know. Yeah. First of all, the Golden Globes. Uh, I know. Um, um, it's the only award show that recognized the tourist. So excuse you. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I, I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sorry. You know, where are these mid-range movies that are that are quality movies for people who don't want to go see superheroes and dinosaurs? They're gone because this isn't. It, it doesn't water. make any sense. Exactly. That's Hell or it. High Water was the one, and that's why I'm so like fucking happy about that movie is because it came out in the middle of the summer, and I was like, wow. And yeah, but it, did but did anyone watch it? Nope. So it won't happen again. That's the problem. Exactly. So if go the see. thing is, if Hell or High Water had won some Oscars, then that might happen again. But it's not a worthwhile thing. That the industry is polarizing right now. It's hugely polarizing. Yeah. Is that there's a these massive big budget movies, and until they start making like here's the thing. Okay, sorry. Let me finish that thought really quick. There's massive big budget movies, superhero movies, franchise movies, and at the very bottom of the spectrum, there are movies that don't make anything that are specifically meant to get nominated for and win Oscars. Yeah. And there's not going to be it. There's not going to be like a Godfather or a Chinatown or I think a there Dog will. In the afternoon until that changes. But I think something that might really help that, and I know you don't agree with this because you're not a superhero fan, but I do think things like the Russo brothers who are making 
I don't know if you guys watched the Captain America movies, but the Russo brothers yes. made the Captain America movies. They are way better than your average superhero movie. I don't think Deadpool is like an Oscar winning movie, but Deadpool, fantastic superhero movie, different. I haven't seen Logan because it's not out yet. I've only heard that it's amazing and like a one of a kind movie. I think that Spider Man looks incredible, and I think they're going to do interesting things with it. I think that Black Panther can only be good. Everyone involved with that, if it's not good, then. Honestly, fuck just, me. What happened? Yeah, they fucked um, that. Yeah, they'll if they fuck that up. That's really impressive. I just don't care. But, right. No, what I'm saying is that and, it's and, a superhero movie. Yes, but listen. I want to see a movie that's not made for someone who's 13. I I would like to see a movie that's not made just for white people living in LA who love the industry. But that's what La La Land is, and so like it's the same out of reach for a lot of people in this country. La La Land is totally out of reach for a massive amount of people. Okay. There are tons. The box of office says otherwise, though. But the box office doesn't say otherwise. It, it made does. money for an Oscar movie, but it didn't make huge money. Okay. I mean, three hundred plus million. That's yeah. Good. Right, but how much did it cost to make? Thirty. But okay. three hundred million plus for a movie that's not revolving around a comic book or a superhero is which has a guaranteed audience. Yeah. Like, exactly. There's people taking again buying bad. that ticket. Right, but all I'm saying is that these the things that we're talking about that are within reach are no more out of reach to some people than a superhero superhero stories can easily be the story of an other it's just that other has superpowers superhero I don't think that in my mind superhero movies are nothing more than westerns i think they're the exact same thing what happened in the 50s and the 60s i think it's it's a western genre all over again i think it's accurate yeah, yeah i mean you have your good guys your bad guys you can you can mirror society and the issues you want to talk about through a western like they did so I don't have a problem with superhero movies. I'm just tired of so many of them. It's true. There are way too many superhero th- th- movies. There will be. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before as well. I mean, th- there's going to, I feel, there is an inevitable bubble You know, pop. where it'll pop and then everybody will go, you know what, I'm looking for some new content. I'm looking for something different. Um, and that's where, you know, the things like Amazon and Netflix and these guys who are making these like little indie features for smaller budgets and releasing them to the general public are going to fill that void. Really quickly, Brian's up getting a beer. Ghostbusters is one of the best films of the year. Um, he's told me this on multiple occasions. He's really into female reboots, uh, specifically Melissa McCarthy's role in the movie. Uh, Kristen Wiig was also, sorry, just walked behind me. Made me really nervous. He was walking right behind me. Uh, anyway, uh, we can keep going. I All fucking right. hate that movie. Okay, back to the Oscars. We're not so good. We, we can so do a good. Ghostbusters like one-on-one next week. Uh, let's not. It would let's, just be exhausting. Let's talk to the Oscars. Oscars. Okay, Oscars. let's get back to it. We got a little in deep there. Okay, uh, so next uh, big award. Score and song, I would say. Oh, boy. Score, score, I can say, score I can say without a doubt, I do not think was deserved. I think that uh, Jackie's score was incredible, and Moonlight, I think, had an just... The score was so evocative on its own oh. and like those static shots that you're saying you didn't really like that much the score just like the way that they used it was mm-hmm. so impressive like I don't usually leave a, a film and think that score was stunning it was the same thing I had when we saw um, fuck what's the Swiss Army Man like oh I left and I was like okay. that talk about movies that you like that came out before sorry that's a yeah we will have that movie um, except for the end which was really really bad the whole movie's I, it bad ended, it I ended on such a so much. much but it ended really bad. really bad note um, really gross and creepy but I left and I thought the score was stunning and the same thing happened when I saw Moonlight it was the score was just so beautiful and I thought that 
it was I just thought it was better than yeah it's a, I mean it was a beautiful score f- for sure I, and I, I must admit Spotify I've been listening to that like uh, that's what I've got on repeat at the moment is the yeah. Moonlight sound, the score you know yeah. um, I, I'll be honest I've listened to La La Land a bit but but you know that's that's the one that was the one that I thought was going to get it I mean what, what even got it I was La La Land god damn it <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, both great scores, but I think Moonlight was the, the better. La La Land, I'm sorry, is it's the one movie where I watched it. It came out that weekend, and then that whole week after that, I kept hearing that soundtrack. Whether it was in a car, on the freeway, whether it was someone whistling it, literally whistling in the ele- in the elevator. Like, people had that. By the way, in, this, in all these we, scenarios, we, it's we, just Brian doing it. It's just also, listening to it on the highway. It's, it's not just me. It's, it's not just me. Also, really quickly, really quickly. We live in LA. We work in Hollywood. Yeah. Also, I yeah. mean, yeah. Moonlight is not a score you can whistle. It's no, very good at it's, it's not music. catchy. You know, we're talking Unless about we're, we're talking Bird. about like saws and, is, and cello and and and, uh, and that goes back to I think that's moods. an important point though that Moonlight and La La Land are two very different Absolutely. films that I think are very close in quality. I agree. You know, and they're they're they focus on different issues, and obviously the music plays a very big part in that. So. I think they're both excellent scores, to be honest. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and I also think we should. I know you guys. Who has seen Jackie? Me. Just me. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think that the score from Jackie. I, yeah. I think I want to ja- see it really. The Jackie bad. score. Yep. That whole movie, I think, is wildly underappreciated. And I think it's the same thing that Luke and I were talking about before about a Natalie Portman movie often gets swallowed up by her amazing performance, and it becomes just talking about Natalie Portman, whereas that film is so well done and it is I don't know why people are talking about it like an art house film it's not it's like a really intricate portrait of tragedy and the score plays such an important part with that um, especially because same thing with Moonlight why I think the score was so impressive and why probably why I noticed it in all fairness is there's a, there's a lot of silence in both of those films um, and so the score plays an important role in filling in a lot of those is there a lot chaos. of handheld in Jackie yeah I, you know, I don't fucking know. Yes, there's gotta be. There's gotta be. Um, I was just fucking with you. There's gotta be. I don't. Right. I wouldn't fucking know. But All right. Anyway, so, but you know what? The only thing that's stuck in my head from La Land is so that's the score. Okay. So. All right. Next. Talk song. to me. Best song. The, the song. Um, okay. This was. I'm sorry. This was up to La La Land to lose. Right. Well, absolutely. I would agree with that yeah. too. I don't think it was I thought you had a good point in that they were going to split the vote I really and something they were else. I split the vote and it was going to go to I thought that and with the else. new I think Audition is a better song. Absolutely. I think um, it's and I, but I also think that one of the and this goes back to what I said on the previous podcast that we deleted because it was garbage. Um I do think that Audition song sticks with you because it's sung better. I think it's an so, amazing scene, so too, in the movie. I think that it sticks with you. Does it stick with you, though? Because in like since La La Land's come out, I've never heard that song once ever sung any part of it, aside from John Legend tonight, <laughs> and then seeing Emma Stone singing in the movie. Regardless if it's just someone singing City of Stars and just that, the only those lyrics from the movie, which is the only lyrics of the song that I actually know, that's the only I lyrics hear those. That anyone I, knows. About I know, song. but regardless, you hear that a lot. You hear people singing those a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like so. Often, I think that's but the oftentimes one that when they're singing, I'm not saying it's a better song, but I think it's more catchier. But yeah. oftentimes when they're singing, I think they're making fun of how 
mediocre Ryan Gosling sounds when he well, sings the that. only hold lyric on, that I know of hold on hold on you think the majority of the time people are singing I'm sorry that's when I've heard it that song is when people are making fun of the movie no no no, no, I, no, no, I, no not the movie Ryan Gosling I, singing I don't the think that's fair I, because the people who sing it are the people who love this film and they don't care if Ryan Gosling right. can sing or not um I, I I'm I'm telling you my personal experience I know when I've heard people sing, I can only it's assume you're speaking for Ryan yourself Gosling. I again. That's not in your head, though. I, like you hear someone whistling in there, like, "Oh, they're just making fun of Ryan Gosling." <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, like, I've heard no one. You know what? We'll stop. It's fine. Um, I, I have not. Those are the only songs that I. Oh, I, I can't stop the feeling. Obviously, it was not going to win. Um, that's a catchy song. A catchy song. That's a catchy song. Uh, but actually, hearing him sing it live, I was like, "Oh, this is like I've been skipping this song. Whenever I've heard it, I hear it and I listen to it for a minute, and then I realize it's the same song." Yeah. Um, it's just like it sounds the same over and over again. Yeah. So hearing about yeah. it live, I was like, oh, I've, I've never actually That's listened okay. to how The whole point of that song is. is to get you up and dance. And to it be works. honest, it makes it me works. feel like dancing. Um, but I... <laughs> it's done its job. I don't know. The, the exactly. thing that upsets me is that like I'm... I've been friends with... Um, I know we talked about this while we were watching, but I've been friends with um, Justin Paul's younger brother since high school. Um, by the way, I'm in my 40s. Uh, so that's been a long time. Um, and I have heard their music since the very beginning when they wrote this song cycle called Edges. And they are so talented. Uh, like they just had a musical come out, um, Dear Evan Hansen, which I had been listening to nonstop. And I am upset that they won an Oscar for this, which I feel is not their best work. I kept saying it while you're watching, but I think for me, it's like Pacino winning for Scent of a Woman. Like, and I, so that's, that's my feeling about It'll it. It'll open some doors for them, though. I mean, Honestly, to well, me, they don't, like, I don't think they need, ver- they're doing the greatest, greatest show on earth, greatest showman. The, oh, the Houdini? I don't think they, I don't think they need doors open for are them. Are they doing the they, Houdini movie? Yes, they are doing, they're scoring, they're scoring. Nice, and, with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. and Zac Efron. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean for, for me, th- this category, I mean, like, it's kind of interesting, this, but it doesn't, like, I'm not. It has I'm not, no my nick is on big bearing on the one, movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Also, You're just big in the songs. I also got to be honest, uh, listening to all the songs performed, I don't think, I don't think How Far All Goes did a chance. Um, no. I don't think, I think it was kind of like the year when only, um, Brett McKenzie, Brett, yeah. is that his last name? When only he was going to win for the yeah. Muppets, when like no other songs got nominated at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Okay. All right, hit me with that next category. Come on. All right, next category. I want to talk about visual effects, real Ugh. quick. I'm just kidding. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, visual effects are is is like, I don't know. That's that's for me, uh, pretty amazing, uh, because I love the technology that goes into that. Um. For for me this year, the the Jungle Book couldn't lose. Oh God, it was so good, and I think it's so important for that style too. Well, like, and they had a lot so? of developments in that in in their special effects as well. They created like some new robot yeah. thing that allows you to blend the real time and the. I don't know enough. For those of you who stuff, don't know, if you've seen the new Jungle Book movie, that wasn't filmed entirely in a warehouse in downtown Los Angeles. There was no jungle. The only thing that's real in that movie is the the, is the, boy. the live actor, the boy. Why was Jungle Book not nominated for Best Picture? I don't know. I honestly thought it was going to be. It was, I think, the number two highest grossing movie last year. Um, and it came, it, it came out before November, too. Yeah. Yes, it did. I don't think they expected it to be an Oscar contender. No, but it should have been. If they did, 
it would have come out in November. It would have come out on Christmas Day. No, that is a blockbuster. That is a blockbuster name recognized. When did it come out? Easter? Came out May. Is that Easter? (laughs) Yes, around (laughs) around Easter. Is that like some school holidays here? Like, was it hitting the market? No, no, no. See, Memorial Day. Is the the start of the summer blockbuster season, and there's usually a big movie that comes out. When does summer happen here? What are we getting in May? Around around Easter. Uh, we're okay. getting. It's not. It's not Beauty and the know. Beast. That's March. June, That's June through weekend. August, or something like that. Yeah, something like. What that. are we getting in May? I don't know, but this year is awesome. By the way, in terms of original films, are I don't we getting a? When are we getting the event? The Avengers next year? Are we getting Guardians of the Galaxy in May? We're probably getting Guardians of the Galaxy. Oscars. Back to visual effects. Um, The nominees for best visual effects: Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is really cool, and Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, which is the worst Star Wars story. That's um, aggressive, but I mean, that's fine. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's a lie. (laughs) If we're not counting the prequels, which we, it's fine if we don't count. All right, episode one's the worst. Let's just knock out the prequels. All right, and then yes, that's fine. It's the it's the Um, weakest of the Star Wars. Now, here's the interesting part: is that John Favreau, uh, the director of the Jungle Book, is going to be the director of the Lion King. Uh, The new James Earl Jones is reprising his role. James Earl Jones. Um, and it's going to be quote unquote live action, but it's not. Live action. It's really going to be another animated version. At least of the full Lion on King. animated, but well, the fully saying, CGI. The reason I was saying I think it's important is because I think that I think that more people will take a, will venture into this, other than Disney just remaking all their old shit. They're just remaking all their old right. Shit. But I think that's that, what they're doing. I think that with the critical success of this, and granted, like winning the Oscar isn't the most important thing. The critical success was, and the money. I think they can make. Movies, hyper realistic animated movies. Like, I mean, think about like, um, shit, the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. Like, those apes are amazing. Yeah, and they're huge. Um, it's like the future. It's the same thing with like video games. They're right. looking more and more realistic. Okay. Um, anyway, The Lion King will be an animated film. Okay. So, Jungle Book, any, any, any other no, it, objections? It was, wait, yep. but the, wait, but the, sorry, this is for next two years' Oscars from now, but The Lion King. Would still then be up for visual effects, even though it was would be, it will be an animated film. I've never seen animated film well, be Kubo up for visual two, effects. Kubo and the Two Strings. Okay. Because, but that's stop motion. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Okay. Should we just go to the big stuff now? Yeah. Okay. Let's do, uh, it. Let's do adapted screenplay first because it's less of a discussion. Um, I don't think any of us really thought that Moonlight wasn't going to win. Well, I mean, what's interesting here is that I have major problems with the script. Well, with okay. the Moonlight script. Yeah. It's interesting. Tell us about that. Uh, I don't like the characters that, uh, first of all, Mahershala. <laughs> no, 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 I love the characters. <laughs> I love the characters. I don't like that Mahershala Ali's character disappears. I hate that. Right. But I, I think mean, we've discussed that a little wait, bit. Wait, wait, but I think that. one thing we didn't discuss is there's a possibility that you don't like it. I'm not saying this is true. Yeah, and he might come a, back in the sequel. Wait, but there's... Moonlight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is De- it, like, def- Daybreak? prequel. Yeah. Daybreak. Um, I think that the reason why you don't... What, the, the, the chance that why, you, why you're upset that he's gone is because you attached so much to him, and it pisses you off you didn't get to see more of him. And that connects to Adrian's point that, like... No. I, this person disappeared, and I'm... Why? I wanted to see more of them, but, like... Mahershala Ali is such an impressive actor that he left that much of a mark on screen with literally, and it's it's the it's super clean three act structure, such a mark 
on just act one that he could get this much critical acclaim and then make you so mad that he wasn't in the rest of the I think film. he was great. I think Marshall he's a great actor. I've followed him through House of Cards. I wanted to see where that character would go. Um, what's missing in this movie for me is a B-plot. Um, I like having layered stories. Um, this story to me is one note. It's too one note for me, and that's that's my problem with the whole movie, honestly. But I mean, but each each sto- each each act is its own story in a way. Its own. I notes. mean, it's also, I mean, in terms of uh, because it doesn't it doesn't follow what you would expect from. I mean, it is a perfect three act structure, but it doesn't necessarily do what other films do in that way. I, I think for me, this was almost like a really long short film. Uh, in a weird that's pretty way. much what it was yeah. it, it, it seemed very but but i mean in terms of the the missing character like again i i think it speaks to that thing of where someone leaves a hole in your life and you experience that hole i agree in this character's life and it's like if that guy was there still yeah. this shit wouldn't be happening you know what i mean well this whole the whole movie i'm watching it's like i feel bad for this main character because he can't be who he really wants to be mm. and that's all that movie is is this character can't be who he really wants to be and the mother, the mother, I was waiting for, okay, is he going to come back and, and save her? Is he going to come back or and, and, and rebel against her? And no, that all happens off screen. She's going to put in the home. But that's, but the that's, that's frustrating because it's, that's life. Like exactly. You don't, you don't yeah. get to, sometimes you don't, that, and that, I, sorry, it's going to come back to this. That, I think, is something that was bold and brave of moonlight to do to be like this this actually you think it's important because you're used to that being important for a story but the reality is that's actually not what influenced chiron like that like it goes to it didn't go where the story i think where i expected it to go it didn't do what i expected it to do Mm -hmm. um like i expected resolution at the in a lot of it where there was there is no resolution. There's no resolution really anywhere. No. Whereas, like, where I think one of the flaws... Uh, I disagree with that. I think uh, there is a resolution, but continue. Okay. But I think, like, one of the f- one of the flaws of the La La Land script... Okay. ...is that it resolves something really, really quickly and easily that I don't think needed to be... That resolved. last 10 minutes week sequence? No. No. That's a dream That's sequence. the resolution. No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm saying is that a really cool thing to have done, if this is really a movie for dreamers and about dreaming, a braver thing to do, a cooler thing to do. We've every single actor has thought about doing their own one woman show um, or one man show, and if it's shitty and no one comes, the fact that she gets discovered from that, she's she gives up, and then they. They get in touch with her boyfriend, and then he goes and he finds her because she told that story, and then um, she miraculously books this movie, and then she becomes a huge movie star. I think that's like an easy that's a that's miraculous. Mm-hmm. No, no, happens. I mean, it's and a- I think that I think that that's a resolution that I don't think I think Moonlight it was more interesting that you don't get that that you get Chevron still at the end of the movie he still when Kevin Kevin. Mm-hmm. Is that when Kevin yeah, says, yeah. who is you, he he, he still isn't 100% sure mm-hmm. at the end. I think that's – it's because he he was lacking a lot. And I think those, those absences are felt in him and in the screenplay. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that speaks to the art of that film, to be honest. I also I agree, disagree in terms of it being a neat finish for La La Land. I, I think it's it speaks... And uh, the one saving grace for this film, well, not the one, but a, a really strong saving grace for me in this film, La La Land, was that, um, you know, it talks to the idea of having to sacrifice things for the things you dream of or the yeah. things you want. And, 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 then, and then I think a lot of people get to that point in their life where it's like, I either do what my parents said and I go get a finance job or I do, you know, law or I do whatever the fuck it is. Or I or I, or I or I or I keep going. I keep slaving away at this thing that I want. Um, and I think that's where it's more relatable for a lot of people. Not all people, definitely not, because there's a lot of people out there who have one job and that's the only job they can do because they don't can't afford the education and they can't afford other options in life and that is their lot in life so in that way i think that's a failure for it but i also don't think it wraps it up in a perfect neat way and i think for me that was a moment where i was like oh, okay thank god that you don't go this he gets the girl and the job or she gets the guy and the job you know what i mean like that that would have been a lame fucking ending but the fact that they do end up having to give up one passion for another is is a solid thing, I think. That's the point of the film. Yeah. That's the whole point of the film. What topic are we talking about? What category? <laughs> I think we were on, we were uh, on adaptable visual cat- effects. We were no, on I'm adaptive. sorry. We were, on right. Right. <laughs> we were on documentary feature. This just in Mother's Day actually won Best Picture at the Oscars. Mother's Sweet. Day? <laughs> won all the technical awards as well. Moonlight's kind of handed over. Is that what the latest update um, is? So, in terms of this category, now, it Moonlight actually was nominated in the, uh, what are we talking about? Adapted. The Golden Globes? It was original for the WGAs. Everywhere but That's the right, Oscars. WGAs. But the Oscars. Because of the, the play. fact that it was based off of an unproduced play. Right. Oh, I see. So the play hadn't been produced yet. Okay. Right, right, right. right. No, I don't know how I don't know how it's now, if, But it's still an if adaption. If Moonlight had it been is, yeah. if Moonlight had been against the other um original screenplays. Manchester, 20th Century Woman, The Lobster, Law so Land, good, high, good, Hell or High Water. Goodbye, The Lobster. If Lobster's out. Original. Um, or 20th Century Woman. One of those is One gone. of those yeah. two. Um, which do you think would have won? I still... I still think Manchester by the Sea would have won. Me too. I don't. I think it's a writer's script. It's a perfect Original screenplay script. always goes to... The, I mean, Kenneth Lonergan is... A playwright. A playwright, but he's like a brilliant writer. Brilliant. And... A, like the first draft of that, from what I've heard, is just like, like almost 200 pages. Like it's just insane. <laughs> like it's just a perfect. What, what was the final draft? Like 195. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he really he worked hard though to cut down those five. That's a um, lot. He yeah. cut down another fire. Yeah. <laughs> he cut down a second <laughs> round of dead kids. <laughs> Uh, you didn't like Manchester. That is so. No, bad. it's not that I didn't like Manchester. I just found Manchester to be. Grief porn. I just found but it. To I did be not experience this Fuck because on. I mean, like, uh, like for someone who does enjoy a bit of grief porn, I did not really shed a tear in this. I didn't feel self indulgent. I didn't feel like it was trying to pull at my heartstrings. I felt like I was witnessing a true, a very it was so real life, beautifully wrought experience of these two characters that I didn't overly relate to. I mean, I thought I didn't. I really didn't feel like I was. Apart from that scene with Michelle Williams, yeah, that was. Apart from that one scene, I didn't feel like I was being manipulated in any way. And for me, when you say grief porn, I feel like that it's been that's that's a piece of work that has been. um, It's like a lifetime movie. Yeah, it's 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 made to make you feel. And I didn't feel like this film was trying to make me feel anything. It was 
trying to make me witness something that's uncomfortable, but it didn't make me, f- I didn't feel like I was right. being pulled into something I didn't want to be pulled into or was willingly pulled you into. You really should watch that movie again. I think, you do, that, you should. I think that too early in the film, when he discovers that his, oh, well, spoiler alert, when he discovers that the house is burned down, when he started, and you said the same thing, Luke, when, when he's walking home, in the snow, it's a relatively innocent shot, but I knew that something horrible was about to happen, and that's for me. It was just too early in the film for no. me to know that something horrible was going to happen. Which was what I'm saying is that, like, I from the writing, I was like, oh, and fucking something fucking terrible is going to happen. No, you him. know, you already know, you already know something is with this guy because they're like, is that? The guy, like I forget his name in the movie. Well, they they're like, his, is they that that name? name. It's is Lee. that the guy? Is yeah, that Lee. Lee? Is that Lee? You know. So you know something happened that made him relatively well known, and he's really pissed off at himself. So you know it's something not good. And I also felt that I maybe I'll watch it again. I please do uh, one. Just, yes. You guys should understand. You don't know me that well. I, I never watch movies twice. Oh it's just God. not something I do. It makes a lot of people upset, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, You're missing I out understand on a lot. that. Um, Especially the, the screenplay because the nuance in this and the little Easter eggs that Kenneth has dropped through this thing, the which you would never have even fucking known, is, is it's layered. This piece is so layered and you're missing out on that layering because you are taking it from your first experience, right. which, which is not something I'd... Re- I'm not a big movie watcher. I don't like in terms of watching movies again. I don't do it much, but I'm so glad I watched this again. Yeah. Also talk about because once again spoiler but a house burns down in this movie killing all three of his kids and it's what 45 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. that's what I said movie? to you no I but hold on I, no 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 but no but I'm making a different point though is that okay. you can have it and it's a two hour movie and you can have it's it 40 minutes, minutes you can have it two hours and 15 minutes you can have it 40 minutes into a movie and it doesn't tip the movie and the movie can still continue on and be incredibly interesting and incredibly well written and have characters develop and grow and a house burning down and killing three kids isn't that that in any other movie that's the climax that's you can't beat that that can't be a more you can't find more dramatic ways to continue on with the story he found a way for another hour and 40 Mm -hmm. minutes that's how good the writing is also the acting too with lucas hedges that movie doesn't work without him yeah we're talking about screenplay okay (laughs) i'm just saying like the writing of it is just it's and if you have you read the screenplay too no it's unbelievable. Where, but, where do you think the climax sits? Like, if, but, sorry. So, I, what I'm just like saying is that I I don't think that. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Well, uh, if you want to talk about a movie that oh oh I nope forgot it again sorry. with Moonlight <laughs> that so perfectly follows three X structure and then Demantris by the Sea that defies it and does it perfectly as well. I got it. Found it again. Uh, so when. The house burns down, yeah, and he's killed his kids. Yes, I immediately thought to myself, he can't fucking raise this kid. He's no way he's gonna do that. And then he didn't. And then it's the rest of the movie. If you're saying like, but the next, what, but the thing is, is he's trying minutes. to. He's really trying to, and he comes back to this town, right? And he, and all of a sudden, he starts fighting people like he was before. Yeah, he has. To he gets in a fight demons, with his you know? with his wife before, and then he looks at the kid and he goes, "I'm I'm sorry, I just can't beat it." And anyone I else writes that it. movie, and he can take care of the kid. Yeah. And he's like, I can't do it. Kind of Lonergan writes it, and it's it's more honest. Yeah, he can't. It's no, very I, honest. No, I, I any other no, movie, anyone who else who writes that at he the tries, end of the movie, but he can't it's Casey it. Affleck 
with the kid living the house, finally smiling. You know what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> things have it's turned wrong. out it's, okay. It's, no, it's good. I, I'm glad he doesn't end up taking care of the kid. Yeah. Like, you just feel like it was it, it was um what do you call it? Signaling to to like you felt it was it signaling. Was, it was the exact ending I expected, and then it happened. See that that's interesting. I mean, for me, the writing it, it didn't have me hoodwinked. Like I wasn't like believing something that wasn't there. No. But fuck, I was barracking for him. You know, I I wanted. I, I mean, it wasn't like I wanted it so bad, but it was like, fuck. I hope I hope this can happen. I hope they find a way to make this work, and they do find a way to make it work, and it's a real way that they make it work, as opposed to like you know all fucking smiles. You know what I mean? Right. And and I think it's not that he like completely gives up and fails. It's more like he does what he can, and and I think that's what this film talks to is, is like we do the best we can generally as human beings you know like life's a fucking bitch and we do the best we can and this film really talks to that in in such a beautiful way for me watch it again and by the way that police station scene is insane it's amazing it's great. no i agree that's it's okay like well, if you want to talk about, about, about one Listen, quick thing is you want to talk about actors garbage. winning an oscar for a specific scene like i think scene. you can do the same thing for writers mm. or uh, that is such a perfectly crafted scene yeah well that I'll give him the Oscars for that. <laughs> no, and for well, showing up God to the Oscars looking like he thank did. Thank God you, <laughs> you got disheveled. to give it to him. That's just what he looks like. That is. That's just him. That's just him. That's amazing. All right. I like Taylor Highwater more. Talk to me. Go, Brian. What do we got? Um, next next category, uh, we're going to go with best. Um, so we did screenplays, right? Both of them? Or did we do adapted? We, we're done. Okay. We did it. No more screenplays. Best uh, actress. Let's go best actress. All right. Let's do it. Emma Stone for La La Land. I'm shaking my head. You can't right. see it because it's a sound. All right. We also had um, uh, Meryl Streep for Florin Foster Jenkins. We Natalie Portman for Jackie. We give you a little bell like a to tick. ring. So Ruth Nega for Loving and Isabel Huppert. You did it. <laughs> Don't do that. For L. Fucking like Australian, you're not French. <laughs> um, uh, Isabelle Huppert. Huppert. Uh Who do you think should have won, Jacob? Who do I think should have won? Yeah, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman was so... I didn't see Jackie. Natalie Portman was so good in Jackie. Like, just, like, fucking miles ahead. This is because of the shaky camera? It's just <laughs> <laughs> a camera that I didn't notice. Um, I just like. I'm I'm glad that La La Land didn't win original screenplay. I will say that I did think Manchester was a better <laughs> screenplay. La, no, this is gonna, I'm going to lead into this because okay, I think okay. because I think that Emma Stone's character was poorly sketched out. That's it did go somewhere. Yeah, I think her character was poorly sketched out. It was every single actress that you see portrayed in any movie about actors and actresses but it, have you ever like, thought that that potentially was the point was it so that the audience could fit themselves in that and place her experience on themselves like they could be that character do you know what i mean like they they didn't make it too specific to any one particular person or type so that the audience would be able to place themselves in that moment in that role it's just a question. I'm not. So arguing. you just make like a just a general sketch of like a, a generic actress, just so people can like feel like it's them. Yes, absolutely. Because what does this film talk to? It's it's that so you can relate to that experience. Like that's the whole point of it. 
but then it be, but then but then it goes back to my point at the end that it's then not relatable because she, it's a it's a pipe dream she gives up and then she gets it you right. know like right. it's kind of i think that for me and i didn't talk about this cuz it didn't win it which i'm glad but that the last part of the film outside of the american in paris scene um the american in paris ballet yeah i think was kind of ridiculous like a five-year jump where she's okay she's just booked the lead role and then in five years she has a husband a baby and she's a movie star it was who a can bit, walk into a coffee shop it was a stretch for me get too. a coffee anything and that it completely ignores how long it takes for films to get made yeah completely ignores the fact that like overnight successes don't just just happen like yeah that. Yeah, yeah but that story so, script and film that's not performance though right but what i'm saying is that i but if we're going to say that she's a, it's a generic character i don't think that what she did and i think emma stone is an incredible actress yeah who i was so happy to see get nominated for birdman i think deserved it for that and i think would not have been shocked at all if she got an oscar anywhere down the line i'm not surprised that she has an oscar but i don't think what she did in la la land was anything really all that special which fits right in with your point that it's a generic, it's your average actress that she's playing. Specifically so that people can feel like it's them. Yes. And I don't think that that warrants like the best performance of I the agree. year. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, to go against that, um, I was for Emma Stone here. And I think uh, what house. she did here was something <laughs> special, which was that she ran a gamut of emotion. Um, you were talking earlier tonight about Deadpool and how comedies are underappreciated. I think my words against me. I think she is, I mean, this movie's the funniest movie out of all of the Oscar best pictures. Hold on a second. Man, just by the sea. Underappreciated. All right. All right. Uh, And that's not, that's not for Ryan Gosling. I mean, he honks his horn in the movie. He is so funny in the first 15 minutes of the movie, which is why I hated the movie so much. Because the first thirty minutes are set the, you tone, laugh. set the tone totally incorrectly. Let's keep going. Sorry, um, but it's Emma Stone's reactions to Gosling. <laughs> I think that gets the most laughs in the movie, and then she also does you know the audition scene at the end, and you feel her heartbreak when 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 she's auditioning people aren't. aren't and I think that yeah. gamut of emotion. Well, is, is for, for me, for, for me, that's her scene. Just like Michelle Williams' scene in Manchester totally. was. Her I felt scene. that too. I felt that. But too. otherwise. She did a fine job, but I wasn't astounded or wowed by her work. Sure. Other than which that I normally scene. am. Sure. Which I everything. Yeah, like she's like think done. about how we're talking about Viola Davis, right? Sure. That is the experience I want to be thinking of. That's Viola the Davis has one scene in the movie that's like her. No, no, scene. no. I'm but saying every her time, whole every time book. Viola Davis is on screen, you're like, oh, she is yeah. definitely getting an Oscar for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, every yeah. single when she's just looking. Oh, at the if Viola Davis was up for this, she would be the front runner uh, and yes. winner by been, sure. But that's that's <laughs> that's what I want when I'm thinking about these best actor categories. Mm-hmm. Is I want to have that thing of like, you know, there is no fucking doubt in my mind that this woman is going to get it, like, and she deserves every inch of it because she makes Denzel Washington look like. He just started acting. Do you know what I mean? This is this is the performance that Viola Davis does. She oh, channels sure. humanity. I sure. feel like Amy Emma Stone Adams has moments. Like Absolutely, no. she has moments, but no. I don't think it was uh, deserving of a best actor no. or best actress in a leading. Amy Adams does a lot of good reacting. Stop and, it! And, Stop and, it! And, and, <laughs> in Arrival, don't a lot of. Don't do that. Don't do that. Shock. 
face. So Luke, you, you're very I quiet. Just, well, it's like me. how we're talking about actress in a leading role, and we're talking about one who's not nominated and the other one who's nominated in supporting. Yeah, I know. Like, right. well, no, 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 but that's important because we're countering her Yeah, but her here's win. the thing. Emma Stone, um, I mean, I don't think she should have won. Obviously, I think Meryl Streep should have. But um, I'm just kidding. But the devil wears proud. Luke's yes. always going uh, No, no, no. But, I mean, I just think this is a really weak... It is. Category. I agree with you. I agree. Wait, I mean, the, the women wait, that... Wait. Yeah. Wait. One... Jackie. In terms of... Inter- hold on. In terms Have of... Have you seen all of the movies? No. I like to make judgments... Thank you. Based on names Thank you. that just are out of ignorance. Real, just, let's just quickly... That statement came a little bit out of ignorance. You haven't. Have you seen L? Nope. Have you seen Loving? No, but I love them both. I've seen Loving. Okay. Uh, Ruth Nega, I thought was good in it. I didn't think Loving was that great of a movie. I've not heard. Um, what was that? It's I've a Jeff Nichols movie, things. which is really bizarre. Yeah, because it's it, right. I always because of what Mike else Nichols. he's made. Okay, going okay. off topic. Back on. No, we're on topic. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> uh. I, I mean, listen, Emma Stone, like, I mean, once again, I thought like I thought she was better in Birdman than she was in La La Land. Absolutely. I thought she was better in The House Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was phenomenal in The House Bunny. She deserved an Oscar for Easy A. Uh, Jacob has also All not right. seen so, the movie E.T. So what are we e. saying? <laughs> we're, we're, we're just generally a little bit... <laughs> in a bit bad childhood. <laughs> did we mention you turned off Annie Hall after 15 minutes? Um, not see E.T. It's more like 20. Yeah. Should we, should we say that we're all a, we're a little bit underwhelmed by this category and Brian was the only one who wanted Emma Stone to win? I thought Emma Stone should have won out of all the nominees. Have you seen, again... He like, hasn't seen Jackie. He has not I haven't seen, seen Jackie, Jackie and I need to. And, yeah, and... Or, look, I, I'd probably... I'd probably bank on that, that you know, uh, Isabel Hubert and... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> and also, um, Natalie Portman probably do a, a better I mean, job you can... Assume I am. I'm but that assuming. just makes an ass out of you said, and me. Oh, we're gonna. I, I think. I think it's fair to say we can relitigate this once everyone's seen. Sure. Yeah, okay. Well, let's make that a little task okay, for the next actor, coming best podcast. Best actor. So, best right? actor. Let's move on to that. I think this is super disappointing, and I think that this should have been. He should have gotten pressed more. Whether the accusations are true or not, Casey Affleck should have been pressed a lot more on this issue, and I think he built a really strong resistance against it by carting around Ben Affleck and Matt Damon everywhere he went. And I don't think that it's right. So you, you can't you separate. You, you, Hold on. This is an important topic. You can't separate the actor's personal life from the movie. Let's just really quickly. Character. Before we do this, the issue is that while they were making, um, what was it called? I'm not here. I'm not here. The Joaquin Phoenix mockumentary where he, um, you know, became a professional rapper and grew his beard down, grew his hair. He looks like actually. Right, right. Joaquin looked like Casey looks like now. Uh, while they were making the film, two women came forward, or after making the film, two women came forward and accused Casey Affleck of creating a predatory and hostile sexual environment where they felt um, demeaned mm-hmm. by him and that he had not necessarily unwanted advances, but made them feel incredibly uncomfortable. Like, sure. had people like get naked in front of them or like. I think it, one of them was like, invite them. I, here's what I would recommend. I would recommend looking up the Daily Beast article about it. Oh, um, I read it. Right, right. But it explains all this better than I'm going to explain it right now. Okay. Because what I'm, is, is essentially hearsay. I think, it, but I do think that I wouldn't necessarily separate every single actor's personal life from their work. But what I, are your- I also, I also, I also do think that it's, it's important to judge the, person not just like you know for the work they do because 
people's real lives inform their acting mm-hmm. and the art that they make. So the kind of person they are, it's important for the work that they're doing. And that's and I will say that is it's not the reason I'm not watching Woody Allen and I haven't watched any of Woody Allen's films. It's a reason why I'm not interested in watching any of his future films. Um, but you were about to ask something. Um, yeah. So um I mean Birth of a Nation. Do you apply that same ideology to what happened to I would that say film? that what happened to Nate Parker should have happened to Casey Affleck. Absolutely. The fact that he got I think that the fact that Manchester by the Sea was a better movie with better performances meant that it was easier to not do anything. It was like we can shit on So it doesn't matter because it wasn't a good movie. It, it doesn't so it matter easier. that there was a worse crime in Nate Parker's case. No, of course it matters there was a worse crime, but I think that also I think it's also it's it is also I'm, I'm I'm not the person to say this, but it's really important to notice that what race they both are. Nate Parker got torn. That's down. very important. That's very Nate, important. Nate Parker, a black man, got torn down, and again, not a great performance. He was also criminally charged with rape, and but he was but he criminally charged with rape. Casey Affleck. Wait, no, no, was no, 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 no. Nate Parker. Nate civilly. Parker. Nate like Parker was well, well, Nate Parker was Nate Parker was acquitted, yeah. but she did commit suicide, which is what aided that. He right. wasn't charged. Okay. He wasn't charged. Okay. His friend was. Okay. His friend did time, right? I think who co-wrote the film. Okay. But I just I think the situations are obviously bad. What I want to get at, and this goes into however you look at it though, however you look at it though, Birth of a Nation, and just putting aside the allegations for just a moment in Mm -hmm. terms of why this might be happening, this Birth of a Nation did aside from Sundance where it did really well when it came out after when it came out it did really poorly financially it did really poorly critically. It wasn't perceived that well. There were also rape scenes in it. Yeah, Nate Parker did not do a good job handling when he Terrible. went out in that press junket of it. No, even though I th- was it Fox Search like literally but, hired people to, like how to coach his way through. But Casey Affleck but, also did a poor job of talking about it. People just didn't seem to care that much. But Casey Affleck also mentions by the sea, and I haven't seen um, Birth but of a Casey Nation. Affleck I've heard also didn't good. rape anybody. I want to make that clear. It's not the same thing yes yes but creating a predatory environment for women in film is hugely important because women are not represented at all well in film even with the massive amount of initiatives that are coming out the fact that like ryan murphy is like solely hiring female directors the fact that ava duvernay only hired female directors on queen sugar again these are also tv shows that i'm talking about but women in film are horribly represented okay i mean so no i agree to create a predatory nature on a film set, I think that that is really important for the industry specifically to take note of. My, my main and problem with this is that it wasn't talked about enough, and and it's I don't I don't know enough about the specifics of the case, other than I do know that it was settled outside of court, and that all parties were deemed to be happy with the resolution. Why well, wouldn't say happy? Well, I mean, in terms of the civil case, it was settled. So if you shut up. This- Happy, yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, I mean, well, I don't. I don't well, wait, wait, slow down. I don't want to dismiss it in any way either. All I'm saying is this is what I know, right? So, but my problem is, is it wasn't talked enough, and that that I don't think Casey talked uh, about it enough and recognized potentially his um, responsibility and his, um, you know, that that something went down that was inappropriate and that he was a main party in that but action see, or whatever I, was happening. I agree with that, though, if you want to get into the race of it. Where it's Do where I think that he should be, like, uh, necessarily pulled down and, and not get awards and things like that? I don't, as I said, I don't know enough about the case to make a judgment be, on that myself. He should be held accountable, and I think one of the things that he... I'm paraphrasing what he said, but essentially what he said was 
it's just too bad that when you get successful and famous, people come out of the woodwork and try to tear you down. Right. And that, to me, is a fucking horseshit. That's that not that's an appropriate response. No. That is completely inappropriate and is just like a couple steps away from an admission of guilt. But one thing on the more important side, too, wherever Nate, in terms of like, if you want to go into the race part of it, wherever Nate Parker went for an interview about Birth or Nation, that was the lead part of it. And Casey, Casey Affleck, no. that's nowhere. I mean, like, yeah, even like his I thing with, with like Marin on WTF, where it's like at the beginning, Marin just goes, oh, little disclosure, like he can't talk about it because it's an ongoing case. Like little things like where Casey Which would just, not wouldn't even get asked it. No, I, I no, think it's it closed. is now. Yeah. Also, the Casey Affleck thing. But I think that's a really good point you bring up, Luke. Totally. And, and it's just like, if, if you want to get, uh, aside from like a separating art or whatever, but just the fact that he, I think what Adrian said is really important where he was not, it was not talked about with him. Right. It just, it should have been. It's brought up. People know, but the people who know are the people who look into it enough, right. like who, well, who, who follow this stuff. And like also a lot of time it comes up. It's like, oh uh, yeah, we really should have talked about this more. Yeah. There were also, too many blind eyes. What's also really you know? important to note too is like, aside from, because uh, we're bringing up Nate Parker, who's not even nominated, but then you take Casey Affleck, and then as far as we know, Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, Vico Mortensen, and Denzel Washington didn't have any allegations against them for anything. No. So that's I would think that's more and so aside from Nate Parker, where it's like if we grill into it, where Denzel Washington was incredible in Fences, Vigo Mortensen was incredible in Captain Fantastic. I thought Ryan Gosling was a lot of fun in La La Land. I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge again, um, but uh, I mean, it's just. It's it's but at the same time though. Speaking of Hacksaw Ridge, you hate Mel Gibson. Yeah, because he's an anti-Semite. And I didn't want to go see Hacksaw Ridge because of that. Which so that's which again is, talking I guess, about which separating. Being, but you draw the line for Woody Allen from the art. Yeah, I, I should say I I'm a Jew, and I don't like but I mean things that Mel Gibson said. But I did see Passion of the Christ. There's, I mean, there's also, I mean, we're also talking about actor versus director as well. If that is something more important to Luke than potentially he goes to see Kenneth Lonergan's. I think that know, is Kenneth. also a big major point between the Nate Parker and Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck acted in Kenneth Lonergan's film. Yes. Nate Parker wrote and directed. But Casey Birth Affleck just won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Like, he did it. K- Casey Affleck rose to be the highest awarded actor of mm-hmm. this year with some shady shit in his past. And the thing the thing that's really important here to Is there a out, point though where that with maybe a mistake you've done in your past? No, the the problem the majority just, the, of people but, who are in this in well actually that's that's not gonna be true. The majority of people nominated at least, majority of people who are big in this industry do not have this kind of stuff. But in the their problem, past, not, and there's no atonement on his part. But that's the problem. The problem is that it hasn't been addressed by the community in a in a way that respects the women and the situation. What, what I think, I, and I don't know the details. As playing, I said, that went down. If you want to take your time, that's more and be the like, point. Is that it hasn't been dealt with by the people involved in the academy in a way, nor has it been dealt by in a public way by Casey. And I think that's the main issue here is that it's not something that has been spoken about and it's not something that's been recognized. If Casey did this and then he... This sets a bad precedent and I don't agree with this at all because um, the thing that happened with Casey happened, I don't don't know how many years ago. Like six or seven. Six or seven years ago. Then it made the news, right? Then it should have been dealt with. Then it should have been talked about. Right. Not when 
almost 10 years later, he's nominated for an Oscar. The bad precedent. Does that though, mean does that mean that we're going to root through every actor's personal history the, the bad precedent, for the rest of their life and say they're not they shouldn't win? No, based but 7 on years ago it wasn't, they did it wasn't in college. News no, 7 the, years the, ago. No, the bad precedent is not that we this stuff gets dug up when they start to rise up. That's not the bad precedent. The bad precedent is set when he wins without a struggle without having to actually address it at all. He sidestepped it. So completely. no matter what anybody does their entire life, if they're going to be up for a Best no, Actor the Oscar, problem. they've got to atone for and answer for before they win. If you were accused by two women on a film that you were in charge of creating a bad environment where they felt pressure and felt as though they were sexually harassed in multiple instances, then yeah, you got to fucking atone for that. Like that's really, Why didn't really he simple. atone for it when it happened? Because he's not, he doesn't seem to feel remorse for it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't like that he won. Because when you say, I don't agree it's too that. bad that when you get famous, I don't agree get big, that. that people come out of the woodwork and that's say just, this stuff Maybe that's you. just me. I mean, we've all made mistakes in our lives. I don't think if you change and grow as a person that you, if but you're nominated for best actor, you have to go, Oh well, twelve years ago, this person said this, and this person said this. No, but where's, this, the, and where's the evidence that he changed or grew? There is none. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. That's the problem, though. That's, That's what I'm saying. You can, we can't. You can't. Assume. I think he chooses not to talk about it. I think he chose to talk about it by by saying what he said. If you can say nothing, that's one thing. But if you say it's just too bad that people try to tear you down when you start to get up and get something good, that to me, is okay. not feeling any remorse for the situation or even giving a shit about how those women feel. Okay. It, it literally relates back to the episode of Girls okay. that was just on. I s- personal anyway, stuff aside, this, I do think his performance is amazing. I think his performance is excellent as well. I also and think I, Denzel's performance is amazing as well. And I think Viggo Mortensen's performance is fucking unbelievable. Um, I, I, it was a toss-up for me between Casey and Denzel uh, for this one. Um, Agreed. Denzel carries that entire movie fences on his back. Not only did he, he direct does. it, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Viola. Viola Davis. Viola. It's maybe like sixty forty. Yeah, she's fucking unbelievable in that movie, and she she is. He can't do that without her. I agree, and I think the script pl- speaks to that. I mean, literally, what the characters are talking about is a representation of their roles on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that she's talking about being there in the in you know in the same space as him yeah uh, it for me it, it really talks yeah. to the fact that that film is a duo is a, a you know a duologue it's a duo yeah. it's absolutely yeah. neither of their performances would be as strong without the other and absolutely but at the same time denzel is in every frame of that movie, absolutely almost except for the last maybe five minutes um but uh yeah i thought either one of those guys as far as performances go they're very different performances, but very good ones. And Viggo Mortensen also Agreed. should have been talked about more. I have not seen that yet, but I Captain believe Fantastic is just unbelievable. More. I think we got to get to the biggest story. Let's do it. Here. Yeah. Which is... Have we done it? it? Where we've done do all the other ones. Yeah. All the got, other wait, ones. stop. Everyone I don't stop. have a joke. I don't have a joke. I, I seriously want to talk about this because this is all that's on my mind. Do we do, do, we do director? I feel like we talked about we've it. We've covered it. We've covered it throughout. We, yeah. I think, yeah. We've covered all right. it. All right. I just think with I think it's the thing that everyone has on their mind: the La La Lands, Moonlight. Wait, can I just quickly say my thing about Damien Chazelle that I don't like that is not going to be in the other podcast that I said? Hit it. I don't like that Damien Chazelle calls this calls La La Land a modern musical and says that he wanted to hire people who didn't sound perfect because he wanted them to be real people. I think that that to this me 
is no, it's not a cop out. I think it's shitting on the form of musical theater because it shits on all those people who are real triple threats. I didn't like that Jimmy Kimmel called Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling triple threats because they're not. I think it shits on those people. It shits on the art form. When you watch Hamilton and you see George Washington belt out a perfect 11 o'clock number, you don't go home and think, well, was George Washington like a really good singer? Like, am I crazy or did no one talk about that? It's the art form. So saying that I wanted them to sound like real people, I think is a super big cop out and we don't have to really. Well, the good news is that it did not win best picture. Wait, but for a moment. Wow. What, what, what happened? Luke, what, walk us through that? the events of what happened. Yeah, so La La Land's Warren Beatty, Faye Donaway go on stage, announce the nominees. Warren Beatty opens the envelope, looks at it, clearly is very confused for mm-hmm. a moment. He even shows it to Faye. Almost. I almost, did thought it was almost, a, your, like, it was almost like a joke. It felt like mm-hmm. maybe he was trying to hold back for a minute to like try and tease like, it. Like Goldie Hawn at yeah. the Globes. Exactly, with Amy Schumer. The yeah. DJs, the, gold, the Globes. Um, the also, some other people have done an Oscar history before, but it's like, and it's like it seems like a Warren Beatty move. And so Warren Beatty, uh, he looks at it odd, heads over to Faye Donaway. Faye Donaway looks at it, announces La La Land. La La Land comes on stage. They start going through their speech. All three producers talk. Yes. It's Jordan Hurwitz, right? Who's one of the producers? And not Mark just Jordan. Mark yeah, but Jordan Hurwitz gives his speech, goes away. Mark Platt gives a his speech. A producer comes out. Informs oh, sorry, the third, the Jordan one. Hurwitz that something has changed. And Jordan Hurwitz goes on the mic with Jimmy Kimmel out there, Warren Beatty out there, and says that there's been like a Steve Harvey style mistake. And Moonlight actually wins Best Picture. And yeah. Everyone, there's a Everybody audible, laughs there's a little like bit. There's like a sigh. And he goes, this and they is think not it's a like joke. a joke. And then literally it's. And then he goes, he grabs no, seriously, this is not a joke. Yeah. Warren this Beatty is not a joke. Come up Moonlight here. Moonlight has won. Yeah. And Moonlight comes on stage. And, and he says, sets. like, I couldn't He did be a really good this. job. He's amazing. He did a really good job of, of hanging out Moonlight. You could tell he was working really hard to be gracious. He did a, he I seemed, think he was he gracious. He had a really perfect. You could tell he was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Everybody was in shock. Everybody was in shock. Everyone watching was in shock all 700 people that watched the oscars this year and for those of you who don't know what happened because warren Beatty got on and explains that he's like listen here's what happened the best actress envelope he did a great job emma stone for la la land so he that's why he didn't say la la land because he was confused and he said you know i i opened the envelope and i read it and it said emma stone la la land and that's why we read that because that's what was in the envelope right which I mean, it and sounds like him, just a man. simple fuck up, to be honest. Well, Warren Beatty, like, you're, Beatty not gonna, for, you're not gonna fuck with my don't reputation. Don't fuck with Warren Beatty, dude. Yeah, that I mean, I mean, and it's it, oh shit, you know, I mean, and if it wasn't a, such a close Oscar race for Best Picture, I don't think it would have been a, that big of a deal. No. Right. But the fact that it was like neck and neck, like, yeah. like I always say, you know, you know, the best editing, or I'm sorry, the best best writing. Usually wins best, uh, you know, best movie or it, best director, and La La Land lost best writing. None of the shit that usually happens happened. happened. Like, like the going best, on, best ensemble was Hidden Figures at mm. the SAGs. That is a good indicator. Best actor at the SAGs is usually a good indicator of best actor at the Oscars. Best editing. Best right, editing is, is the number one. Yeah. It that went to who? It, that went to Hacksaw. Right. And then best writing was <laughs> Manchester. Like. None of this shit went to, and they it all was went to spread across. Everyone spread was across hanging on this movie. last best picture it, it, it thing. It really didn't have the same patterns that you see. But when, when best to be fair, spotlight won like nothing last but year. But here's the thing, though: picture. when best director wins, that's like the final nail in the coffin. Did that's he? When did you know. Tom, Tom, I don't know if that's Tom McCarthy. Is that what his oh, name is? Oh, I don't know if that's oh, true. More times than not. 
hundred percent. I mean, so what? Who won last year? Did Tom? Oh, Alejandro, Alejandro and then Spotlight won. Right. I know. Um, what's his face didn't win for Twelve Years a Slave, and Twelve Years a Slave won. Right. Ben Affleck wasn't even nominated, and Argo won. No. Wait, it's, but, it's, it's, Argo, know, but Argo, but Argo won best because he wasn't because he wasn't nominated for best, best director. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know if that's. I think more of the say is that it wasn't winning the awards that it should. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For, and so when it stood up there, but what's just so well, hold on, wild hold on, hold on. to me yeah. Yeah, is yeah. that they were the entire cast and crew and producers are on stage and at the Oscars. Spoke. They all spoke. They were finishing up. And then literally had to vacate the stage that Moonlight could come up and accept it. So, but for so me, the saddest thing about this is that it, Moonlight lost their moment. You know, Moonlight played second fiddle in a weird way to La La Land, which didn't even win the fucking award. I feel I worse mean, for La La Land. I, I do I too. Think Moonlight I is, do too. I think Moonlight is static. on cloud. They lost, nine. and then I, they realized, yeah, oh my god, we I, won. I get that, but you don't have that moment in history where this fucking. Amazing. Oh, they have a moment in history. I know, but it's not the moment <laughs> not in history the right they one. deserve. Yeah. Because, you know, when you think about this film, which is a beautiful film, shot wonderfully, black no. writer, black director, black oh, cast, whoa. this wonderful thing, you know, and it could have been a really monumental moment, like a really great moment in time. But then <laughs> this fuck up, this fucking fuck up. It's it, it, it takes this moment. And it's wait, also amazing wait. that when... And I, I fuck, my heart goes out of those people in La La Land because, God damn it, you they imagine. deserve it. Absolutely. Wait, but I, wait, Can I you imagine absolutely, winning but Best Picture of the Year totally. and going up yeah, there and accepting the Oscar, giving your speech, and then having it totally. taken my away? My heart breaks for them, but still, I mean, I t- in the same moment, that's a, a shame. It's I, a, a damn shame, I think. I said this on the other podcast, the... Uh, the deleted podcast. Um, we might still put it up. We'll see. I don't. Oh, please, God. We probably shouldn't. Um, this is already, what, three hours? We're <laughs> edging on five? Um, we're as long as the Oscars themselves. Um, I didn't really have... I wouldn't have been shocked if any of these films had won Best this Picture. Is, this is the truth. And, I and agree I, with you 100% I, and I, on and I don't, And I don't think that I know... I loved Moonlight. I thought it was beautiful. I just no, I'm not gonna do that. I've I just don't. It three I don't times. Stop it. Stop. You should definitely watch don't it. change watch Manchester I again. I just don't think. I'm, God damn it! I, I just don't. I don't think that Moonlight winning is so mega significant. I don't think that we have. I think to, it is. For I me, it is. I think it is. I've, it's got to be far and away. First of all, the least expensive movie. Budget wise, to everyone. I want. I just want to make it yeah. known. This it, is a fact right now. A movie that costs less than five million dollars just beat a movie that has been the record setter for Oscar yeah, nominations. That's what I'm saying. It's it's. There's a lot of things about this movie. It is a movie that just won Best Picture that does not have a movie star attached. Not only does it not have a movie star attached, it doesn't have an actor attached that almost anyone knew the name of going. It's into also it. the mm-hmm. least. It doesn't have a director. That, it movie. doesn't have a director that was well known. It doesn't have a writers that was well known. It's by A twenty four, which is not a major movie studio. It is now. Now it is. Wait, well, A twenty four and Oscar was a. It's also anyway, the lowest grossing movie, movie out of all of these. No, Amazon is Manchester. Manchester, that's um, but I just think this is this is monumental in a lot of ways. I just think, but I do just think. Do you that think it's if cliche? Anything, this is a sign of this is a sign that's of the Oscars. This is a sign of the way that the Oscars are going. It's these. It's. I don't, I, I think it's, it's going in a great way. I don't. Th- I think it's it's great for recognizing good small films. Do you think that people in Middle America are going to call it cliche? 
that what do you mean cliche? Oh, racists will sure absolutely yeah. be like, oh, this is because Trump won. Moonlight's gonna win. A lot of people are already saying that the Moonlight's right. gonna win because you know, he, right. or hidden figures. Oh, they have the won. they had the. If anyone with anyone not white people, Oscar so white Lion last year. Of course, of they're gonna nominate and make yeah. make Moonlight win. Well, which I, I think that is what a damn shame. Again. But I just the, the, a, but the point uh, I'm making is that I got text tonight that said that. Yeah, well, of course, from people. Where are you from again? Probably has people a lot of Brian doesn't have racist friends. Well, he might. Um, I just I, I I do think this is a sign of the times. It's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but I think it's just showing that like the Oscars are becoming more and more out of touch with the people who actually watch all the movies, who actually run the box office. The Oscars are yeah, going to be win by what box was office. it's not a box office thing. Like if we went by the box office, we'd be fucking sitting no, no, no. here with like no, yeah, that's no, not no, what no, the that's latest X Men. You're not, not understanding. You're not understanding what I'm that's saying. I'm not saying that. Captain America Civil War should win all the Oscars. What I'm saying is that the Oscars are becoming more out of touch with the general populace of America. People, the Oscars are making movies. We're making movies for ourselves. No, no, no. I, 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 think think the Oscar, I, th- I think the Oscar introduces these movies to the general public. Yep. Where a million, a million people, just millions of people just watched Moonlight and went, what the hell is Moonlight? I'm going to go watch this movie because it just won Best Picture. That's yep. what the Oscars. Do. I think there's a lot Captain of Captain America doesn't need to be producers, recognized by the Oscars. It's going to make a billion dollars. I am not. Office. I never argued that Captain America should be recognized. I know, but I I what I'm just saying, movie. you're talking about what the general, the Oscars' job, or what I think it's good for. What in my mind, what it works for is to take these smaller movies like a Moonlight or Mantras by the Sea or Lion, these movies that weren't seen by a lot of people. But but and that's then they get recognized, and then this one night a year that people, and it's the same thing where I have friends back home who don't care about movies. They don't see movies throughout the year. They see the Marvel movie. They see like one or two movies throughout the year, and then it's this night of the year that and Brian's talking about getting the text from your friends, yeah. or that you don't talk about the movies all year long. No, you see the Oscars. They're messaging back and forth. It's the one night a year they watch. They see Moonlight wins, and then they go see Moonlight. Do they actually go see? They Moonlight? go see Moonlight. Look yes. at look at you can look it's up like statistics. Oh, I know movies. the Oscar. Maybe not Whip, all of them. Whiplash made like eight million dollars before it was nominated for the Oscars, and then it went up like two hundred times percent yeah, in terms huge. of box office because it is recognized. Then it's literally tens of millions of people. You got a re-release show. here, like it, it it was out of cinemas, and then when it was nominated, it came back. Yeah. Well, yeah, the movies get nominated, they get released early in the year. They do exactly. Get a it's an impact. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge business too. So that's why I was talking about earlier about what's your favorite movie before November. A lot of these films are depending on that Oscar marketing. I mean, yeah. and and for me, for me, like in terms of what you're saying, like this is the way the Oscars are going. I think it's good, but also I think it reflects in terms of what we we're just talking about. Like there was no clear pattern to this. I I was struggling to pick what it was going to be. I thought it was possibly going to be La La Land, but at the same time, it could have been Manchester. It could have been Moonlight. I mean. For me, the fact that all the awards prior to this, the big ones, the big indicators, there was no story. The there were night. no indicators to yeah, that. It yeah. wasn't a clear cut thing. I agree with that. And I think that is good. I think that reflects, um, you know, people being recognized for their work, not just a film being well, recognized. I'm not a, I'm a not a film. let's give everybody an award type of guy. No, nor am I. But I think that I think of a film as the best film. It's because it has production credit design, where credit's due, though, right? And acting. And screenwriting. Yeah. And, 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 and that, the, so then there look does, at, look at all these trends. top films. Like you said, I feel like it could have gone to any of these films. Any and of I them. think the categories prior to the, bi- the big one, you know, Best Arrival Picture, is I think a that very reflects important that. Film. Yeah. Arrival, very important film for this, you know, especially in this time in America. Uh, Fences, probably one of the best acted films of the year, if not the best. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, the direction in that, I mean, it's amazing. 
Hell or high water. It's flawless. It's it's possibly if I you know I always say there's the best movie of the year and then there's your favorite movie of the year. They may not be the same one. My favorite movie of the year is Hell or High Water. I agree. Hell or High Water is so fucking uh, good. Like I think Moonlight's the best movie, but like if if I, if I if you put Moonlight, Mattress by the Sea, Hell or High Water, all these on like TV on different channels, and I was just sitting on my couch at home, I would watch yeah. Hell or High Water. It's yeah. just like far more enjoyable. It's, it's but that's not to say Moonlight's not incredible. Watch Moonlight. by this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hidden Figures. It's a movie. I'm. An, Unfortunately, I have not seen, but I've heard nothing um, but it, phenomenal this things is, for this is This is, for me, in the same category in a way as Hell or High Water. Completely different films, I know. Yeah. But they're like clean, perfectly made films. Right. You couldn't fucking fault them. Um, right. And they follow a, a perfect little formula that works. Yeah. And it's been tried and tested and fuck it works. Right. And there's some great performances in it. And it's a really important story too. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So I definitely it's, it's all my it's just one of those perfect it's, my it's just like it's like, it's like a Forrest Gump game, to me right? yeah it's, it's like a Forrest Gump to me you know in 20 years time people are going to be talking about it it's, it's not reinventing figures. the wheel at all but it's good right. yeah yeah um, La La Land a lot of these aren't reinventing I mean, the wheel mine I mean I think it's magical but other people think less of it but I don't think as a technical as a directing feat if you want to see something kind of original um, ooh kind of Stressed apart out. from the if you don't want to be depressed <laughs> Watch La La Land. If you're gonna uh, watch, have you just seen the, best the end of La La Land? It doesn't end like perfectly no, happy, but it's much less unhappy than the rest of them. Well, it sh- shows that they, they, that they. they I think Moonlight's got a happy ending. Yeah, Moonlight's hopeful. It what? is hopeful. That's yeah. Wait, it's totally crying hopeful. at the end. He's being touched yeah. by another human being for the first time okay. since he was fucking 15. It's a beautiful, hopeful moment. Trevante Rhodes, that's his fucking name. It's great actor. <laughs> Sorry. That was like from 25 minutes ago. Um, I just forgot what his name Lion. was. Lion. Have you guys seen yep. Lion? No. Well, yes. That's too late. Give me some good points on Lion. Tell me why I should watch that. Oh, you should watch it because it's a true story. One, uh, it's got some awesome performances. Nicole Dev Kidman, Patel, like I said, is doing the work of a life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dev Patel is doing again great work yeah again. He always i mean it, it's it's a really nice screenplay and it's shot beautifully and that kid from the in sunny power oh uh, yeah thank you he's fucking amazing yeah it's so yeah tiny. like it's it generally all around is a, a wonderful story it's very it's that tiny. bit tonight where he raised him up and yeah. did the lion <laughs> oh king song God, was, was fucking amazing. hilarious and then, um, he, and then he said he said more mike and ikes <laughs> <laughs> when he was up there but I think he was meant to say that because then the Mike and Ike's came dropping. I know what it was. Right. Yeah. It's it was great. It's More it was Mike good. and Ike's. And, um, uh, but no, I think that I think it's yeah, it's a it's, it's a good film. I mean, okay. okay. And plus, uh, Melbourne's in it and Australia. Check uh, it out. Settle okay. down. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Ah, boy, I liked that movie so much more the second time I watched it. Me too. Oh, oh man, Jacob. you guys. Too bad I'm not going to watch it ever again. Uh, it's 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 uh, really see if I can get twenty minutes really good um really time. great writing really great um directing too um from it, the second it, time for me it, it really did deserve best original it did you know it and did. and I'm so glad that it did it did me too I'm really happy not the best uh, directing for Kenny. I don't think I don't think it's the most amazing directing no no I no think. it's very very yeah. uh realistic and yeah. just kind of solid and then Moonlight Moonlight it. um best picture of the year I mean. I, at least as of right now, we think so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something change. has changed. There may be another envelope There's another out envelope there. There's another envelope back there. Uh, yeah. But congrats to Moonlight. I mean, I know it wasn't my favorite of the year, but I still thought it was a phenomenal film. Uh, that's a very important film. 
What was your favorite of the year, Luke? Of nominated just or just favorite. in general? Favorite. No, your favorite yeah. film. Um, I really loved Don't Think Twice, which was Mike Birbiglia's movie um, about improv comedy. That I is so it was like perfect. you. I just thought it was... <laughs> have you seen it? I think it's incredible. Don't Think Twice is like a really good movie. It's a really good awesome. movie. I just love that you Mike. mentioned like this random film that actually, isn't on no, the list. Really actually, good. We I haven't know, spoken really about good. it once. Wait, no, it's you really know, wait, good. You mentioned it before. But you know what? Um, If we're talking about movies about aspiring artists... Yeah. And a realistic look at that. Yeah. And still also kind of hopeful. That's that's a movie that I think I oh, think achieves movie. that. I think achieves that. It's one of the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes movies of the year. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's great. I movie. think it achieves that better. Go see Don't does. Think Twice. You won't regret it. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Adrian? Uh, yeah, I mean, we all know Moonlight for me. Is, Moonlight. is that your favorite too? Yeah, it was. Uh, really? uh, th- for me, as a like as a young filmmaker, not Doctor Strange. I mean that was a, yeah, that was my that was my favorite blockbuster like okay. of the big shiny films. Yeah, Doctor Strange block, easily wins. Too. But in terms of like favorite film for me on many levels, Moonlight spoke to me. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it, and it, and it's my kind of film. Like for me, I love stories about. Mm-hmm like coming of age and I love stories about men and men's relationships whether they be brother father lover whatever it is right. that's something that really speaks to me right um, and so there's a lot about this film that like was going to be in my ballpark you know okay yeah Jacob favorite film of last year easily La La Land uh, just kidding <laughs> if, if you recognize my voice you know that was a joke um, I'd say my favorite film my favorite blockbuster was Deadpool I loved Deadpool. Deadpool's great. Um, or Captain America Civil War. That's garbage. <laughs> I think the Russo brothers are just doing great work. Uh, but Deadpool was fucking amazing. Um, my favorite f- film, um, I would say The Meddler or Other People. Okay. I just like, gosh, people's really good. I should really watch. First of all, Other People's on Netflix, yeah. so just go watch it now. Um yeah. It's so good, yeah. um, and um, Landry is so good in it. And <laughs> what is his fucking name? Uh, uh, Jesse Plemons. Thank you, Jesse yeah. Plemons. Jesse is Plemons so is a phenomenal good. actor. He's so he's so great, so good. Uh, amazing. You watch Lights? I've never seen it. I'm just kidding. I've seen. I'm just kidding. That's why I called him Landry. It's Lance. Oh um, <laughs> I don't know. You haven't who's, seen who's, 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 who's so a better singer, Landry in Friday Night Lights or Ryan Gosling? Is in, Landry in the La lead singer La in their bands? Yeah. Landry. Okay. Um, uh, and then the meddler. Honestly, I really do think that Susan Sarandon deserved to be nominated in lead actress. Okay. She is, and I do not talk about things where I want to draw the line in terms of per, people's personal beliefs. Yeah. And their professional work. <laughs> Susan Sarandon annoyed the shit out of me during this election cycle. But. God damn it, her performance is so fucking good. Yeah. But she's not, well, I was going to say she's not hurting anyone, but I don't know. She could be. Really back in just time, <laughs> she could have easily played a part in this All right, and hurt a lot of people. We got to wrap this up. It's Brian, been a long time. Um, I do want to say. Well, you got to pick, pick your two. Oh, my two your, favorites? Your blockbuster, your blockbuster and just then your favorite. Just list them off real uh, quick. My favorite, Hell or High Water. Um, and uh, I really loved. Uh, What's the other Jeff Nichols movie this year? The sci-fi one. Midnight Special. Midnight Special. Man, we really need wrap-up music on this podcast. Oh, yeah. We need a pit with a Yeah, yeah, we need someone playing us out, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Also, I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna make a point to go see Get Out tomorrow because oh, evidently yeah. it has a hundred percent on Rotten. Yeah, Tomatoes. and probably will stay that. Way. Oh shit, a hundred. This must be really good. All right, that means that. nobody thinks it's bad. Okay, so uh, definitely gonna go see that. Check but that right now. Um, Jacob's like challenging. That you. is our Oscar special. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adrian, you have anything you want to say I here? I was just gonna say thanks for for sticking with us, folks. It's great to have you listening. Uh, coming, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll kind of try and get a bit more of a format to to the podcast. Um, uh, Hollywood and wine. If well, you've really? missed it, W H I N E. And uh, if you want to check us out for the meantime, go to We Are Tessellate. So W E A R E T E S S E L L A T E. So double S double L basically. So we are Tessellate. You can find us there on Twitter, online. Check out the iTunes. We are Tessellate. Uh, we also have another podcast that is done from uh, the the company, which is Geeks. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, so G E E K S. And um, yeah, so uh, listen in. Check out the other uh, you know podcasts we've got going on at the moment. We just did Friday the thirteenth. We've also got Nightmare on Elm Street coming out for those who are fans of the you know thriller slash horror slash slash genre. Oh, yeah, that's happening. So oh. uh, check out those as well while you're there. Uh, lots of co- new content coming your way. And at some point, uh, we'll have a bit of theme music for this one too. Yeah, we'll try. Jacob, passing words. I mean, I know you're a man of few words, but uh, if you had any extras to chuck in. I would just like to add, um, we uh, the reason, I think one of the reasons why this one's a long one, it's the After Oscar special. Totally. And two, uh, we really put the wine in Hollywood and wine tonight. Um well, Brian put the beer in Hollywood and beer. Um, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good pun for beer. Uh, a few words, was, Jacob. Were, a few words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I'll stop. You good? All right, Luke. You good? All great. All right. Get Thanks once here. again, folks. Thank you. Talk to you next time.